Hey everyone, this is another episode of 81 Points. This is our preview of the All-Star Weekend episode. and We go to, back in time. We go back in time and we talk about our favorite memories from All-Star Weekend. We talk about the Rising Stars game, or what, what used to be called the rookie-sophomore game. Do a little bit of talk about three-point shooting, who the, who the greatest three-point shooters are. Um, obviously, there's the dunk contest. So we take a stroll down memory lane and talk about the best dunkers that we've seen in our time. And yeah, we didn't talk about Cedric Sabalos. The, bl- the blindfolded yeah. dunk that may or may not have been actually blindfolded. Yeah. Uh, but we do talk about other dunkers. Um, and then all, obviously we talk about the All-Star game itself and some of the some of our most memorable All-Star games that we have seen. Um, aside from that, there's considerable talk about, obviously, LeBron James. Uh, LeBron, Kobe, Jordan, our favorite three just, fixtures yeah. in NBA history. Yeah. Uh, a topic that was once again brought to the forefront by the media lately. Um, is LeBron clutch? Does he have a clutch gene? Can you compare him to MJ and Kobe? Is he not worthy of being on the same plane as those two players? We talk about that. A lot of interesting things to say. Some of you uh, Kobe stands might might not like what we say, might like what we say. Or help you come to grips with reality. Yeah, the, the bronze stands. <laughs> the bronze sexuals. The bronze sexuals. There's a little bit of there for you, too. So sit back, relax, enjoy this rather long-winded episode of 81 Points. <laughs> Welcome to 81 Points, where we talk about all things Lakers, hosted by two guys named Chris. Okay, welcome to another episode of 81 Points. It's us again. The two Chris's are here. What's going on? We're a a Lakers podcast, um, talking about all things Lakers. NBA. Yeah, and you know, it's been a sort of a slow week, especially after the, you know, the whirlwind uh, Anthony Davis uh, craziness. We ended, uh, so we're, we're currently on the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. And uh, to say that the Lakers have limped into this break is quite the understatement. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, more like crawled to the finish line yeah. at this point. Um, probably the worst loss of the season so far, or one of the worst losses uh, at the hands of the yeah. Atlanta Hawks, who just um, actually um, helped snap the New York Knicks' uh, 18-game losing streak. <laughs> yeah, I, that team is really, really bad. They got a couple of good players. They got like a couple of good players. John but Collins is a good player. Yeah, and Trey Young, Trey has, been, Young is, has been great. But you know, up it's, and coming. But it's a bad team. It's a bad team. They're, I mean, they're in contention for for the Zion sweepstakes. Uh, Atlanta is basically uh, Lakers, the Lakers of the South in terms of uh, wow. the fan base. Like you think so? There's so many Lakers fans in Atlanta. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see. I didn't know that actually. Yeah. 
interesting. I didn't know that. There's like a couple of old clips of Kobe just like going on scoring barrages in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and you just can hear the crowd just the going adulation. nuts for Kobe. But he, I don't know. Kobe seems he probably. I think feel like he got that a lot uh, anywhere. I mean, he got he got it he a got, lot. Oh, yeah, he got it in a lot of places, but yeah. especially Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. Um, they, I don't, I don't know. I For some reason, is. they've never really. That city has never. It seems like they've never fully embraced the Hawks. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, post like post Dominic. like Dominique Wilkins, you right. know. And yet, the Lakers suffered a quite a brutal loss. Yeah. This past week. Um... I don't know. In the last podcast, we were talking about how that's, you know, these are the gimmies that you really, really need. Yeah. Um, you, you're supposed to, there are teams that you're supposed to beat. Yeah. And Atlanta was definitely one of those teams and it yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, what basketball reference is giving, you know, they have their own algorithm of projecting like who's going to make the playoffs. And mm-hmm. I think the Lakers are at like a 6% chance to make the playoffs now. 6% chance. Yeah. Because they have like uh, one of the top five most difficult schedules remaining, and they are what like two games out of out of playoff, out of the playoffs. I wonder what I, mean, I wonder what the percentage would have been had we had beaten the Hawks. Better than six percent. Maybe maybe <laughs> but I, double that. Yeah, because but I was going to say I feel like that was just such a significant blow, right? As if yeah, that was a really big loss. Well, whenever you lose to a team that has yeah. a terrible record like that. Then um, the margin of errors, yeah, the margin of errors is is, uh, getting smaller and smaller. Did you hear about what uh, Kyle Kuzma said recently? What did he say? He said that um, I'd rather here. Let me let me get the real, the actual quote so that I don't butcher it. But I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty funny. What was it about? Oh, okay. Here, here's the quote. Okay. I'd rather be talked about bad in LA than playing Orlando and not get talked about. Okay, throwing some shade at Orlando. <laughs> unnecessarily. Uh-huh. Just out of nowhere. Unnecessarily. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if we have any games left with Orlando, but I thought that was really funny that he said that. But um, I mean, it sounds like just very clear. I, I, I mean, who wouldn't want to stay in LA, but. It sounds like it's very clear that he does not want to get traded. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like amongst the young Lakers, it kind of seems like Kuzma, out of all of them, has embraced being a Laker the most. Yeah, he, like he loves the lifestyle. Yeah, know. just everything that comes with being a Laker. Um, yeah. Which is uh, actually more than some people would say about a certain superstar on on the current lakers right now oh wow! so i'm actually seeing a lot of um like we, like i said uh the this day and age that we're living in right now people lakers fans are very irritable <laughs> they're very on edge and it's it's not things are not calming down on that front at all and uh after uh after a brutal loss like this there's always going to be a percentage of the fan base that's like trying to scapegoat somebody. Always. Yeah, always. And uh, after this loss to the Hawks where LeBron seemed like... There, there were a couple of plays where, you know, and, he, and, he's, and he's been known to do this now later in his career of 
not get, not getting back on defense. Um, yeah. Yelling at teammates. Oh, was he? I didn't see that. Yeah, he kind of yells at teammates every once in a uh-huh. while, like on the uh-huh. court. Uh-huh. Um, not not a big deal in my opinion. Yeah. But you know when when you're losing, all of those things get magnified, right? Well, and we talked. You know, we went over this before, but he is such a passive aggressive guy. I don't. I don't think I've. Yeah, you mentioned he like subtweets a lot and stuff like that. Yeah, but I don't think I've seen a player like I want to say any player, but especially a player of his magnitude. You know, like a Hall of Famer, like, and I'm talking about any sport, a guy that is more passive aggressive than LeBron James. Like, I wonder if his parenting, his his parenting uh, philosophy is very similar. You know, just very passive aggressive to his kids when they misbehave. Well, now that I think about it, LeBron has always been a guy that I feel like wants to be loved. Yeah, I think he's had that. Yeah, right. The, 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 you know the whole decision uh, spectacle. You know when he did the uh, the thing on ESPN where he, you know, it was coming down to the wire with the Jim Gray talking about where he was going to go, whether he was going to stay in Cleveland or go to Miami. That thing was that thing blew up in his face so much, and I think he's even admitted at how much it hurt his feelings. Yeah, you know? so he's a guy that wants wants to be loved, wants to be liked, wants yeah. the acceptance of of the, the general public, yeah. right? And uh, very much the opposite of Co- like a guy like Kobe. Mm-hmm. You know, Kobe had his whole like love me or hate me, like I don't give a shit campaign. Yeah. Right? So he's, he's, he's cut from a different cloth than a Kobe Bryant or a Michael Jordan. And actually, we'll, we'll get, I want to touch on that a little bit later because there were some recent comments being made on that front. But back to LeBron. So he's always been a guy that's wanted to be liked by others so that because of that he's not going to he's not going to come out and antagonize anyone um forthright mm-hmm. so because of that i feel like yeah he tends to be a little bit passive aggressive he doesn't want to be vil- he he doesn't want to be vilified for anything that he does yeah and you know that that speaks to uh, how good of a teammate he is too cuz he's a very good teammate i feel like normally like let's say when teams are like when when his teams are winning typically he's such a good teammate you know yeah. and you know you could kind of say well you can say that about everybody not necessarily like kobe he's kind of a prickly prick all the time you know what i mean sure it's like even if we're the lakers are winning he'd be like well yeah of course we should be winning you know and he's just and especially like let's say the lakers are on a, are on a big role and the and kobe's not particularly not playing that well i don't think he'd be in a great mood you know, whereas LeBron, I think, you know, if we're, if we're playing very well, he's he just he's a fantastic teammate. Because yeah. I think for the most part, he, like you said, he, you know, he wants to be liked and he wants to be. Um, yeah, you know, he's kind of I've never heard any teammate of LeBron say anything bad about him uh, as opposed to Kobe. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we don't even well need to go into that. For example, it was like well documented that, you know, he and Smush Parker didn't get along. <laughs> and since since their playing days, Smush Parker has come out and said said some stuff, shed some light into that relationship that yeah. there really was no relationship, but he she's shed some light into that. Um all very believable by the way. Yeah, Kobe was caught on camera saying that the Lakers should ship, ship Bynum's ass, yeah, ship Bynum's ass out. Yeah. 
Uh, so he's ha- he has his warts on that front, but LeBron, nothing. I've never heard any any former teammate of his say anything bad about him. But I'm wondering what the current dynamic is between LeBron and the young Lakers. Well, so that's an interesting uh, topic. You know, we you brought up, which is, would you rather? It's almost like, would you rather have a coworker? that is just super nice and super like supportive and is just you know when you go I think, to work, I, I think I know just, where you're going you know, but he's yeah, just such a he's a cool dude you know uh-huh. and you're like man I love this guy you know this guy comes in you know every mo- every you know every Monday he's like hey man how's your weekend what's going on you, right. know, you need some help with that project or do you want a guy well and then that you hear about that guy kind of talking shit about you yeah, yeah. <laughs> behind your back. Or do you want a guy who's just in your face? He's just like, you know, he just doesn't really hold back, you know? That's, I don't know. That's a really interesting question. And I feel like um, all the adult Laker fans out there, they've probably gone through something like this where they've had a coworker mm-hmm. that is uh, like case number one that you presented just really nice in your to your face but you can you hear stuff being said behind your back yeah um because that that is kind of what lebron is doing it is almost it's not an apples to apples type of comparison but you know when you're playing with someone you have that much you are an indispensable person in your company and you wield that much power and you he's essentially for the most part, are a very um, good coworker, but when he wields all that much power, and then you hear whisperings of like this guy kind of technically wants to ship your ass out. Yeah, that's that's definitely what Le- LeBron is doing. Yeah, you know. And then there's case B where a guy is just like just shitty to you all the time. Yeah. Right. Which one would I prefer? I feel like. Um. I feel like in the case of like a LeBron, like case A, being nice, but then saying something behind your back, I feel like that can be quickly rectified mm-hmm. with just like a very honest conversation one-on-one. You'd be Is, like, hey, man, <laughs> I heard you were talking shit about me. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I'm wondering is there's no secret that these guys know that Le- yeah. indirectly LeBron's trying to trade trade some of these guys this dude is legm that's his nickname and it's very very true it uh and you know like did you hear like david griffin being like lebron never never tried to make like (laughs) free front office moves when i was in cleveland like i didn't believe that for a second yeah um so make no mistake about it right now with with the young lakers indirectly or directly lebron is trying was trying to trade them out for anthony davis uh, I wonder if a conversation has been had between LeBron and the young Lakers. I know it, you know, Magic's trying to give hugs to these young guys, but well, no, no, no. Let me correct you there. He was planning to give hugs, and then he rescinded that offer. Yeah, so. I, he had his arms <laughs> open, and then he pulled back. Yeah. Uh, when in reality, I mean, LeBron should be the one that's trying to like give the. Uh, um symbolic hug to these guys so i wonder if a conversation has been had between lebron and these young lakers but i feel like that needs to take place because if you saw the hawks game there's definitely something that's not right right with this team um 
So I feel like in LeBron's case, it can be quickly rectified by just honest communication. Well, honest communication, but on, I mean, I feel like this, it's kind of irreparable. I don't think, I don't think this could be salvaged because let's just look at, let's just look at it. It's like, what's going to happen if you're a young player, right? And you didn't get traded, right? What are you thinking? Are you thinking, Ooh, well, I dodged a bullet there. So now I'm a Laker. No, I think you know that, well, I didn't get traded this, this trade deadline, mm-hmm. but there is a very, a damn good chance that I get traded again in the, or not again, but I'll get traded in the off season. Don't you think so? Possibly. Yeah. I, I mean, that's what's going through my head. So for me, if I'm talking to LeBron, whatever LeBron's saying is just kind of bullshit to me. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, whatever you're saying to me doesn't mean anything because we all know that you're going to want to shit my ass out again in the offseason. Yeah, so you think there's a overall distrust between LeBron and his teammates? I don't know, actually. Because I, I that, would, that would be... That would kind of be a first for him in his career with like everything we said. He's the model teammate. He's had, a, he's had zero history of any wrongdoings with the people that he's played with up until now. And, and you know what? Coming into this season, I was, it always struck me as a strange and odd dynamic between LeBron and the young Lakers because... LeBron's like, we need to win now. I only have a few years left. I'm all about cementing my legacy. Yeah. And these young Lakers are like, hey, I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. I just yeah. want to like grow into this role. Yeah. And it's like there was always a disconnect uh, looking was, from the outside. Right. There was a disconnect. Yeah, he was, he was conducting himself in like the most strange manner, which was like not strange, but, you know, he was just so supportive. You know, remember that? little sound bite about how he was like gathering all the young players and he's like if you fall down stay down and your brothers will come pick you up which you know? he's been which he's been uh, mocked for like yeah. incessantly by other teams now yeah um have you seen like uh if you've seen like the warriors twitter account mm-hmm. i think um they tweeted that quote uh-huh. when uh katie when his team katie's fell down and his teammates picked him up and yeah. they quoted that so it's kind of like they're a little bit mocking lebron yeah uh which by the way it's i find it really interesting now that uh these nba team twitter accounts are like such like trolling oh my god accounts now the, the best uh nba account is by far the sacramento kings did you see what they did recently with the valentines with the valentines yeah. yeah so good they're hilarious it's it's really um yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know when that I don't know when that shift took place with the NBA team. Twitter but you know, accounts. I mean, baseball, baseball, Twitter, they do account, that same yeah, thing they too. They do that too. It's, okay, it's pretty funny. So it's been it's been yeah, kind of like this for a while. Yeah, yeah. But back to LeBron. Did you hear what Scottie Pippen <laughs> said about LeBron no, what recently? Did he say? So it's All Star Weekend. It's All Star Weekend in Charlotte, and. Uh, Scottie Pippen, he he's working for ESPN now, right? As as like a NBA analyst, mm-hmm. and uh, the of course they talk about LeBron all the time. So they're talking about LeBron, and Scottie Pippen basically said, um, 
LeBron's not LeBron's not on Michael's level, and he's not on Kobe's level either. Because <laughs> and he's he was alluding to that he's he doesn't have killer instinct, and he doesn't have like a the quote unquote clutch gene. Interesting. So isn't that a bit it's, of a, it's, yeah? That's kind of waffling though. Didn't Scottie Pippen say no, so that, that? Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. People are like, what, what? It was, it was just very tr- question, like, um, it was very uh, curious because I think just about a year ago, yeah, Scottie Pippen was basically calling LeBron the goat, yeah. But now that time has passed and the Lakers are not doing so well, uh, Scottie Pippen basically said that uh, LeBron's just not doesn't have that killer instinct <laughs> as MJ and Kobe, and. When I go on Twitter now, it's like you have the Kobe stands just loud and boisterous as ever. And people always want to make this comparison of like, is it Kobe or LeBron? Kobe or LeBron? And I think without a doubt, they're different players. Yeah. I you mean, know, he's without a doubt a different player from Jordan. Yeah. And. Whether you whether you uh, like to come to grips with this or not, but LeBron is going to end up. History is going to remember him as a better player over Kobe for sure. Yeah, um, without a doubt. You can have a preference. This is the eighty-one you know? points podcast. Yeah, we can definitively say right now that when LeBron hangs it up, LeBron's going to be considered the better player, and it's not going to even be really much up, much to debate about. No, no. Uh, I've I've always said that, you know, I would prefer to have young Kobe on my team over LeBron, but I would take LeBron over KB24. Uh but yeah, it's it's you can't compare the two players. No. Um I think it's I think the the whole theory that LeBron is not clutch is pretty overblown. It's well, it's silly. It's silly because he's he, he already has like buzzer beaters. I mean, yeah. How many how many buzzer beaters does this guy have to make <laughs> in the playoffs? How right? many? I mean, he came back from a three one deficit against a seventy three win team. <laughs> like, I don't know what else this guy can do. I think he's being marred by the fact that it took him a while to get to that point. Like his early the early years in the early years in Cleveland. And you know he had one bad final series against against the Mavericks, and yeah, I think I, some people can't shake that that I, visual off. I don't know, of their but, minds. but even still, like like Jordan, he didn't he didn't have as good as all the six rings like early on in his career either. You know, and granted, Jordan had his mystique because he once he got to the finals, he never lost. But mm-hmm. it's not like Jordan was like this amazing clutch like like amazing player early in his career. You know, I mean, he had the game-winning had, shot in college, right? But he, you know, uh, he had some monster performances in the playoffs, but they were not in the finals. And you could right. say the same thing about LeBron too. I, mean, I think he had a stretch where he scored like I don't know how many consecutive points against the Celtics in one of the playoffs early on, early on in his career. Um, he so, pretty uh, much um, wiped the Detroit Pistons off the off the court by himself. Early yeah. in his career, yeah. So this whole thing about LeBron not being clutch, uh, I think people look at his. He's not like a knockdown shooter. 
maybe that has something to do with it but i i, I can't think of i i cannot rationalize it, it, that opinion at all to be completely honest it's not even worth debating about or even talking about because it is so outlandish of a claim you know yeah his uh i i think espn put up a graphic of like um shooting percentage all time in the fourth quarter of like either a tie game or one point down with like less than five seconds to go and his <laughs> is a which is a very obscure very stat specific. a very specific situation <laughs> but uh lebron's uh percentage was higher than kobe's yeah which i can see because well you know he has more but he has he has more playoff buzzer beaters yeah and you, you know kobe's whole clutch and i'm and i'm saying kobe is clutch all right for sure but his clutch sort of mystique is a little bit it's a little bit manufactured you know it's more of like his persona his like flashiness and like this little you know reputation that's been built up by not only himself but other players him loving the moment and really the charisma that he has but you know he's not as clutch as everyone like claims him to be do you know does that i don't know if that makes sense but i don't know if that's controversial to say but yeah <laughs> i mean he i mean he is clutch yeah that's he like, is so, clutch. I, so i started off by saying he's clutch yeah but i'm just saying he's not as like to say that Kobe's more clutch than LeBron, I think is a false statement. Yeah, you know, I I, I think they're both I think they're both clutch, and let, we should just both, leave it at that. I agree. Yeah, I agree. let's just leave it at that yeah. and move on. Uh, okay, so we're in we're in All Star All Star Weekend, so I guess I wanted or we wanted to talk about this weekend and some of the. Uh, best moments in All Star Weekends that we've that we've witnessed. Well, I think what what's just interesting. I think All Star Weekend is interesting because for a couple of things, um, it's basically a weekend where the NBA tries to, and I think like all the sports do this too. They try to be relevant and try to be like just something that's noteworthy. For mm-hmm. a very meaningless game, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you, first of all, do you like the All Star Game? And and, and I'm glad we're talking about this today because it's almost like yes and no. Mm-hmm. Because for one, I used to love All Star Weekend, right? Just because the whole spectacle is really cool, right? You know, slam dunk contests, yeah, is is awesome. But in all reality, it's like I don't think I've ever like watched. Like all the All Star events, beginning to end, in its entirety. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Yeah, even just the game. I don't know if I've done that in its entirety. Uh, I'm saying it's been a less while, than five times. I probably for yeah. me, you know, amongst the twenty something yeah All Star games that I've um, seen. But but I I feel like the product that the NBA has put forth in terms of the All Star weekend is still better than. MLB and NFL. So you think that the NBA's All-Star game is the best out of the major just sports in this country? All-Star game and just in general the All-Star weekend. Like Yeah, the I NFL, mean the Pro Bowl is a Pro joke. Pro Bowl is a joke. Um is, which how is uh how is yeah, well, continue your well, thought I was going to say what's so crazy about it though is like 
the Pro Bowl is, it's still like, it, it brings in huge ratings. Did you know that? Well, anything NFL brings yeah, in huge ratings. Anything NFL. Yeah. But I, I thought that was fascinating. But even still, I just feel like the Pro Bowl is just a joke. No one cares about it. No one cares. Because it's, no one wants to get injured. It's the week before the Super Bowl, which yeah, is kind of weird. Exactly. Uh, none of the Super Bowl uh, players yeah. participate in that game. Yeah. It's just a very strange setting. I've never... I don't think I've... I don't know if I've ever even watched the Pro Bowl. Maybe I've tried to watch a couple times. It's just... I don't remember ever seeing one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How was the MLB All-Star game? I love MLB All-Star, um, the All-Star game. For one, I mean, this may seem a little cheesy, but it's it's pretty cool that they all wear their own jersey out on the field. Are they doing that now? I think they've always. They don't always. They don't always do that. Actually, you're right. I don't know if they've always, but I love that. I don't know when the last time they did that. Um, Does the winner of the All Star game still get home field advantage no, in the world? Because that was the stupidest that rule was so stupid. ever. Agreed. I think that. I think that. Uh, Came to bit the Dodgers in the ass one yeah. year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, didn't it? Oh, um, was it? I'm oh, sure maybe actually. not actually, because so. we did get play Game Seven at home. But so stupid. That's yeah. really stupid. So I, I, I mean, honestly though, the NBA weekend, All Star weekend, I think is the best product in all sports. Yeah. Now, not on well because okay because I I'm comparing. The MLB has the Home Run Derby, which is really cool. It is pretty cool. And I guess the NBA equivalent is the dunk contest. Yeah. But I would say, because MLB is like, has fallen behind the NFL and NBA. Yeah. Right? I mean, they, so, they still make a shit ton of money. There's actually, I mean, they're making so much money as teams. But in terms of like popularity, I think, yeah. It's still well, I feel like the NBA makes more money than MLB now, just judging by the salaries that these basketball well, players are getting now. The reason why I think uh, baseball, and I would have to look up the actual numbers, but I think the reason why MLB makes so much money and quite very possibly be making more is because just the sheer volume of games. That's true, yeah. Um, but um, back to uh, baseball, you know what actually... And we'll get to the NBA All-Star Weekend, but you know what they they should bring back is the relay. Do you remember that? The relay. Yeah, like it's like uh, players running home, I think from like second base or something. And then like they like throw the ball get off the wall or something. And then like all-star outfielders try to throw them out. I'm, I don't remember this at all. Yeah. Really? They used I, to do that? Yeah, that's that is awesome, dude. They probably once uh, Buster Posey like broke his foot like sliding into home. <laughs> they probably stopped, did away with that, right? Yeah, and they all. I think they also did away with that because um, I think someone like hurt his arm trying to throw. Yeah. Okay, um, but yeah, let's let's talk about NBA All Star Weekend. Uh, what I wanted to do was um, just go through our favorite memories of some of these um, some of these All Star events. Mm-hmm. Uh, Starting with... Well, I was going to say, not only uh, slam dunk contest, but three-point contest, right, too. Right, right, right. So the NBA has a lot more uh, 
more fun events. There's like also the skills challenge, uh, which I'm not kind of, a big yeah. fan. Of, you know, what, what I do like is the um, the it, well, it used to be called the rookie game, but it's what it's called the Rising Stars now. Mm-hmm. I think it's like U.S. versus the world, That's but right. it used to be like the rookie sophomore game. Yeah. Um, I used to like this game a lot. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching because Kuzma's in in this game this year. Uh, Lonzo's missing it for the second straight year due to injury, unfortunately. But yeah, I'm looking forward to watching some Wait, of so that is game. Ingram in then? No, because oh, he's so in his third year now. Oh, I think it's first and second okay. year players. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Kuz is gonna be in there. So we, you know, all the Laker fans are gonna watch that. Uh, there are two memories related to this game that stick out for me. I think same for me. So one of them is uh, definitely uh, the elbow pass. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Jason Williams' elbow pass. Amazing. Um, kind uh, of just blew everybody's mind. Yeah. See, there. I think there's a lot of there could be a lot of younger Laker yeah. fans listening yeah. to this pod right now, yeah. and uh, they do not remember White Chocolate, <laughs> who was one of the most exciting players that I've ever, ever seen. Ever. Ever. You just got to. I think he's probably um, now that we have YouTube and things like that, like people can go back and watch his clips. And now he's kind of, rightfully so, he's like a- achieved like somewhat legendary status because yeah. of the way he played. And uh, he was before his time. So well, we haven't we seen. Mention, did we even mention his name, Jason Williams? Yeah, Jason Williams. <laughs> uh, he number fifty-five I, on the Sacramento Kings. I think the only comparison to him is what Pistol Pete, right? Because there hasn't been Probably. a player like him since. Well, who's the Magic, fly- Magic Johnson? Oh, that's true. Just, just not. I mean, since yeah, who who is the flashiest? Like with his passes, who is the flashiest in the game right now? I can't really think of anybody that yeah comes close to what Jason Williams used to do. Yeah, but yeah, that elbow pass was like one of the most memorable. It was insane. Things that we've seen. And I, it was so memorable. I even know who he passed it to, Rafe LaFrance. And I know who fouled Rafe LaFrance, <laughs> James Posey. And Rafe LaFrance didn't even make the shot. Yeah, he didn't make the shot. But uh, yeah, that was uh, one of the craziest things. And uh, we were we we're old enough to appreciate yeah, that. That was amazing. And when you were saying one of two, um, I already feel like I think I know what the other one is too. But that was... That's probably number one on my yeah. on my list in in, this, in terms of this game. Um, Can you guess what my second one is? Yeah, I think I want to guess the second one is the um, uh, uh, Kyrie versus yeah uh, <laughs> Brandon. Yeah, uh, so he uh, poor Brandon Knight. He's yeah. uh, he's been known to like. Uh, be on the wrong end of he's had an f- unfortunate some, career some major highlights but uh, you know i love i i'm a fan of brandon knight i i i love that he he gets slept on he's actually a pretty decent player yeah, yeah but i love it because you know a lot of players they don't they don't step up because they're like they don't want to get embarrassed that's why a lot of times the defense is so bad partly because of the rules but also because no one wants to get no one wants to get, get their ankle broken or no one wants to show up on ESPN. Right. You know, especially in this, this generation of like Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. And Brandon Knight was like, he's sort of an old, 
old-fashioned type of player who's like, I'm just going to step up still. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it has led him to be on the wrong end of highlights. Like, he's been... I mean, he got DeAndre destroyed. Jordan. Yeah, he got destroyed yeah. being dunked on by DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, back to that game, though. Um, Kyrie just breaking his ankles was pretty, pretty insane. Yeah, this was young Kyrie, and I think that yeah. pretty much... Um, put the world on notice of what what the type of player he's capable of being. Yeah. Um, so those are those are like the two. Do you have any? Do you have any? I don't know. Honorable mentions. I can't really. Do you remember Dion Waiters versus Tim Hardaway Jr.? No. It, it was. It's pretty insane, actually. Uh, two just, uh, just unmemorable players. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. is actually a pretty good player now. Yeah, he's not bad, but um, you know Dion Waiters, who's who was a lottery pick. I think it was a fourth overall pick, but hasn't really amounted to much. Um, they played in a they played in that rookie game, um, and I mean they just they were just throwing uh, shooting threes in each other's faces like on like five consecutive possessions. Okay, this kind of rings a bell. Yeah, a little bit. It, yeah. Was, it was pretty sick. Um, it would have it would have been something that I think not only would we have remembered, but everyone else would have remembered if it was, uh, you know, some more memorable players. You know, yeah. if it was like a who's who of, of guys. Um, but yeah, I remember like James Harden and Kevin Durant were sitting on the, you know, uh, they were sitting on the a court side watching the game, and that just that just got them up and just hyped. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, Dion Waiters uh, is one of those. Um... Cut from the uh, Lance Stevenson, the <laughs> Denver Nuggets, J.R. Smith mold. Yeah. You could yeah. even say like rookie Kobe Bryant mold. Yeah. Just guys that um, try to try to play above their role, <laughs> let's say. Yeah. Um, which I kind of admire a little bit. Yeah, you know, no, it's good. better than the opposite. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I that does kind of strike a that does kind of uh, strike some memories for me. I mean, it was very. Um... It was a very fun moment, um, but other than that, I don't know. I can't really re- remember much about um, the rookie. Game yeah, is uh, rookie. do you know if Luca's playing in the in the game this year? I'm not sure. He, I mean, he might end up replacing Anthony Davis. It might be oh, a, if he's it's not be either him or Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Oh, because he's well, AD's still trying to play in that game, though, right? Is he though? I think oh, okay. so. All right, all right. Uh, speaking of Luca. Uh, I want to talk about briefly uh, snubs for the All-Star team. Okay. Was there anyone that you think should have been an All-Star? You mean other than Luka? I mean, that's he's like, you know, number one I, player I mean, that I thought should I, have gotten I'm, the I'm All-Star. I'm feeling nod. pretty good the fact that I, I tabbed Luka and pretty damn confidently at the beginning of the season that he was going to be a Rookie of the Year. I'm feeling good. Well, about you that. said that without having watched like, <laughs> play at all. Hey, you know, YouTube clips. I've seen a little bit of that. Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, I think Rudy Gobert for sure. Yeah, His numbers look really good. Yeah. Um, you know, now that they now that they're doing this like draft mode for the All Star teams, I feel like they should just do away with like East and West. Like they should just name. All stars, like regardless of what conference they're in, because. Well, I think that would be problematic. There, there's so much more talent in the West right yeah, now. Yeah, maybe. 
yeah, if you look at one of the all-stars that made it on the East, Kyle, Kyle Lowry, I mean, his numbers are it's pretty bad. Yeah, and you know, like Chris Middleton, even though like we like him as a player, I don't think he would have made the all-star team if he was in the Western Conference. No. Yeah. But uh, I mean, overall, I'm I'm okay with the all-star team. I mean, look at whatever. Uh, Russell Westbrook, who's averaging a triple double. He he couldn't even get himself into the starting lineup. Yeah, because who who are the starting guards for the West? It it's Steph and, and James Harden, right? James Harden. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so dude who's averaging triple double, he's probably also behind like Lillard too. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So the West is stacked. Yeah. Um, okay, we can move on from the uh, Rising Stars game. Uh, so the three point contest. I don't honestly. I don't like remember these contests at all so i i will actually um i just wanted to talk about three-point shooters mm-hmm. r- real quickly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i made a list of what i think the greatest three-point shooters of all time are okay i have li- i have a list i want to of, know how many warriors are on there i, ha- I yeah that's a good, good question um i have a list of seven players that are the greatest three-point shooters of all time. That talk is really fucking loud. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's see. Wait, you have how seven warriors on your list? No, no, no. Seven? seven players. Oh, seven players. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let me guess. Let me. I feel like I can guess. Okay. Larry Bird. No. Larry Bird is not on your list of greatest three-point shooters. Well, he's I think definitely he, one of the I greatest think he, shooters. I think of he all very time. well could have been, but um, okay. they just didn't shoot threes back then. Okay. Uh, Reggie Miller. Yeah, he's on the list. Uh, Ray Allen, even though you hate this guy. Yeah, he's on the list. <laughs> Trying to be unbiased there. He's got he's Steph Curry, mm-hmm. Clay Thompson. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Durant. Yeah. So I need two more now. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. One of them is pretty obvious, I would say, and another one is maybe not so obvious. Did you refer to basketball reference when you put this list together i mean i just i i uh yeah i guess so you did i checked a little bit okay i feel like that's uh that's significant uh steve nash yeah so i'm missing one more wow that's interesting one more huh i'll give you jason terry no i'll give you a clue he is currently playing oh he's still still He's an active oh, player. Oh, okay, Kyle Korver. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So those are my top seven of all time. Um, I don't necessarily like ranking players, but if I had to rank them, well, I number also, one has to be Steph Curry. I, yeah, I I ranked them. Steph was number one. Number two, I said was Steve Nash. Number three, I want to say is Clay Thompson. No, it's um, Ray Allen. Oh, that's yeah, that's fair. Number four is Reggie Miller. Five is Kevin Durant. Six is Clay Thompson, and seven Six is Kyle. Six is behind Kevin Durant, huh? Yeah. Okay. And uh, one thing that is a common thread amongst all these guys, first of all, they all, I think all of them are career above 40% free throw, uh, three-point shooters. Okay. But... A lot of these guys, most of these guys, almost all of them are 
career like around 90% from the free throw line. Mm-mm. Which if you haven't listened to our podcast, <laughs> we, we know where you're we've going been with that. beating this like a dead horse <laughs> that free throw shooting is a huge indicator. Is yeah, is such a huge indicator of things to come. Your your potential as Absolutely. a as a shooter. Uh we can't stress that enough and cannot stress that. I mean, even yeah, not even on just NBA level, but if you look at his, their free throw shooting in college, it's a super accurate indicator. Yeah, you know, I actually didn't take like a deep dive. In, I didn't take that deep of a dive into these guys' uh, yeah, but I bet numbers. I, I'll be willing to bet that these guys were all phenomenal or at least very good free throw shooters at the college level. Probably. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, a couple of like a lot of. Why I why I put Kyle Carver and Clay Thompson last was because the first five guys, Steph, Steve Nash, Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, and Kevin Durant, they they all at at for long stretches of their career had to create their own shots mm-hmm. and were still able to make threes at a pretty high rate. So that's why I rank I would yeah, probably rank them higher. There's you know? more of a burden. Yeah. Even though, like, Clay Thompson probably has, like, the best form out of everybody. You can can make a case for that. But, um, you know, he's had the luxury of playing playing, second or third. Playing in a a system where he he can just, like, take four dribbles and score 50 points. Yeah. Or no dribbles at all. Yeah, or no no dribbles at all. Um, Do you have any thoughts on the three-point contest? Like, I don't even know who's participating in it i don't either i think it's just it's a cool event um if it's on i'll watch it but i'm not gonna be like you know figuring out what time it's gonna be on and DVRing it or watching it yeah like i am with the the, normally for the slam dunk contest well for all of these competitions it's like i would watch it if i thought like the best of the best were in the competition but i think for this three-point contest like steph's not in it I don't think Kevin Durant's in it. Mm-hmm. I don't even think Clay Thompson is in it. So it's like yeah. I don't even know actually. It, it, if you don't have your best out there, then it kind of loses its luster is it a little Steph bit. Is Steph Curry and Clay Thompson in it this year? Are I they? Feel like they? Well, are. let's let's look this up. Um, NBA three point contest. I feel like Steph and Clay are in it. But... Let's see. Sponsored by Mountain Dew. Uh oh no, Steph is in it. Yeah, I was wrong about that. Oh, Devin Booker, both Curry brothers, mm-hmm. Danny Green, Joe Harris, Buddy Heald. Yeah, Buddy Heald being Buddy Heald. Yeah, yeah. Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton. Oh, Dirks in it. That's and hilarious. Kimball Walker. Okay, that's I mean that's a, really that's good, a good list. list. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I would watch it this year. Uh, but yeah. As far as like favorite memories from the three point contest, it's it's not the most memorable competition, I would no, say. And I think um, if you want to like brush up on the history of three point contests, all you need to do is just Google YouTube uh, Larry Bird. I think he's pretty much, you know, kind of synonymous with three point contest. Yeah, um, but you know the that, whole like who's finishing second. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, I think there was one where Craig Hodges. If you remember who Craig Hodges is, he like made ni- he made nineteen in a row. Yeah. Um. I I don't know if any Laker has ever won the three point contest. 
I want to say no. I don't even know if any Lakers have been in the three-point contest. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe Sasha. Maybe Sasha was in it one year. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I feel like he was, actually. Maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, not not the most memorable event. But I want to segue into... Well, bef- what- yeah, you're going to segue into the Slam Dunk Contest, yeah. right? Before we do that, um, is there an event that you would... If you could just, you know, carte blanche, you could decide whatever and it would happen... If you could add an event to the NBA All-Star Weekend, would, do you have something in mind that you would want? Adding an event to the NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, maybe like a one-on-one tournament. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. I, I think that would have been. I, I mean, I know realistically it would never happen and players would never want to do it because everyone just wants to save face. Right. But... That would be so awesome. You would have to so sl- many people would watch that. You would have to split it up between like big men, wings, and point guards, right, or something like that, right? Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, but that would be so sick. Like, you know, incentivize them. You know, say winner gets a million dollars. Yeah, like I, w- I would love to see like LeBron and Kevin Durant go one on one or something like be, that. Yeah, that would be so sick. Yeah. But the players would never. They would never do agree, that. Agree do you remember that. there was a Shaq Hakeem one on one that was that never happened? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but they were. Yeah. I remember Taco Bell was like touting that really hard that year. Uh huh. Yeah. But it never happened. I bet if. Uh, I bet if that one on one tournament existed, that Kobe would have been all over that. Though he would have been all over that. Yeah. 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 But uh, th- that's never gonna. Yeah, that would be probably be the one thing. And so many people would watch that. Yeah, for sure. Even two on two, I'd be down with. But, but one, the one on one is is the <laughs> is the juiciest of all. Yeah. Yeah. So let's okay. So let's talk about the slam dunk contest. Um, I have a list of best dunkers of all time. Okay. Who's who's I your? I feel like I know what the list would be. Okay. Um, I have. Let's see. To me, there's obviously like a top three, and okay. then there's like a couple of others that like are sprinkled in there. Okay. The top three is like pretty obvious, I would yeah. say. Vince Carter is at the top. Yeah, he's at the top. Uh. Um. Actually, I don't know. I feel like it could be kind of hazy after that. Um. Michael Jordan? Yeah, Jordan. Um, Jason Richardson? So I, I, I said Dominique. Yeah, I, I, I might have mentioned Dominique. Yeah, um, Vince Carter, Jordan, Dominique. And then... I mean, Jason Richardson has won it the most, I think. Does he have... How many How many does he have? Know, two? I feel like he's won three even or something. I don't think anyone he's won three. Ha- really? Have they? Um, I was actually never a fan of his dunking ability they were pretty nice though it was nice but it i don't know it just didn't it really just do didn't, it for you yeah, huh? it just didn't do it for me i i mean he kind of had a little vince carter look to him his dunks do you think he's would you put him ahead of like zach levine uh 
I don't because I think I Zach know. Levine has elevated himself yeah. into like one of the greatest dunkers. Jay Rich is a two-time winner. You know, don't you think it's interesting though about how like you know a lot of these guys, uh, they're all for the most part, give or take, all pretty on the same level in terms of athleticism. Yet the dunks look very different still. You know, they could do the same exact dunk, but it looks different, and yeah. it could look better than. I, I find that fascinating. You know what I mean? Like Jason Richardson, he can. I would guess that he could probably do like ninety percent of the dunks that Vince Carter can do. Yet Vince Carter's dunks just look. I don't know what it about what about it is. It's just it looks insane. So Jason Richardson is actually he was like a he was like a two foot jumper. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, he mm-hmm. always jumped off of two feet. Yeah, I think Vince could do both. Uh, but Vince, because when you when you look at dunkers, it's like some people are like finesse dunkers and some people are like power. And Vince had both. <laughs> he had everything. Yeah. Also, I think he was 6'4", two inches shorter than Jay Rich. Jay Rich is 6'6". Six, six. Let's see how tall No, Vince, Vince Carter is 6'6". Six, six. Is he? Yeah. But Vince Carter had the most like ferocious windmills. Right? I don't know what it is. It just looks so clean. It looks so clean when he when he he's able he to like extend his arms like more than other guys I would say. And like when it, when he dunks too, like the ball just goes through the net like cleanly. Too. Yeah, <laughs> I I also feel like a lot a, a big factor into it is like people's hands as well because right. I I feel like he can he could probably palm the ball pretty easily. Do he have big hands? I'm I'm talking as if like he's no longer with us, but he's yeah, still in the NBA. <laughs> I mean, the Vince Carter we see today is not the same as as uh, 2000 Vince Carter, but I, yeah, I I feel like because that was like probably the one thing that prevented Kobe from being like on this list was because well, he just couldn't palm the ball as I think, well as like I think know. that prevented I think Kobe from being even greater than he is than he ended up being. I feel like he actually could have probably been the greatest player of all time if he had bigger hands. You think that's the? You think he would be the goat if he had yes. bigger hands? Yes. I don't agree with that. I agree. Because uh, I feel like what kept what prevented Kobe from being the goat was more of a mental, like more of his approach to the game. Possible, but even with the mental approach that he had in the game, he still won five rings. I think if he had big ass hands, it wouldn't have mattered. Because because one. This is the thing that hand, the hands that that um, okay well such a big another, yeah I mean he would have been a more efficient scorer probably efficient scorer would not have gotten stripped as much if you remember he actually got stripped quite often especially towards later in his career his handle wasn't as good oh I thought I thought it was more early in his career he kind well, of fixed that a little bit right I mean he's always been I think a a good um, dribbler and it had a good handle but the thing is he had like finger issues. His fingers were all kinds of fucked up. Sure. Um, but he would have had a tighter handle. He wouldn't have gotten stripped as much. Um, so he, his defense would have been better too. I mean, one of the reasons why Kawhi Leonard is such a phenomenal defender is because of his r- right. ridiculous hands. Right. Um, even Phil Jackson said the biggest difference between him and Jordan were those huge mitts that Jordan had. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I absolutely think the one thing, because here's the thing that Kobe had. I felt, I feel like Kobe actually top two, top three greatest in this category, which is footwork. 
Kobe's forward. It's probably Kobe, MJ, Hakeem. and Hakeem. Yeah. Probably. Um, yeah. I almost feel like you could even say Kobe's footwork was better than uh, Jordan. I feel like there's a legitimate case for that. Um, partly it's because Kobe played soccer growing up. But his footwork was... <laughs> You're really reaching was here. fucking insane. <laughs> his, footwork, his footwork was so good. I remember even just no, for all sure. the years of uh, yeah, watching. For sure, for sure. Um, so if you add like huge-ass hands to his game... The GOAT. We're talking about the GOAT right now. See, there, there is an argument for that. Uh, I would say that, in my mind, the reason why he's not like one of the top five players of all time is because when you think of players that elevate the level of play for, for their teammates around them, mm-hmm. Kobe's not going to be one of those guys that no. you, you think about, no. you know? Michael was able to do was able to be like that assassin scorer and he was able to elevate the play of people around him. Yeah. Uh and Kobe never quite got that. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever cared to get no. that. So whether he had whether he had huge hands or the hands that he had, um, I feel like he would have still been he would have still taken the same approach. But I mean, your argument of he could he would have been so good that it wouldn't have mattered. I Maybe so, yeah. I don't know, but I'm just looking at like the greatest players of all time, and it, all of them kind of have uh, have that knack for making the people around them a lot better. For sure. And uh, if if we're being objective and honest, Laker fans, like Kobe, Kobe wasn't really that that player. No. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting is that back to the slam dunk contest, like if I go back and watch his his slam dunk like, you know, tape, it's it's just not very it's not very entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I mean he had one he had a through the legs dunk, I think that's it, basically. Yeah. Uh it was funny because uh Tracy McGrady asked him, like, would you have participated um in that in a dunk contest against Vince Carter and Kobe said hell no. <laughs> <laughs> and Tracy McGrady had some in, had some really nice uh dunks too. Yeah, so he's going to be forgotten because he he was a participant in the year that Vince won. Yeah. But he actually had a really good showing. I that, mean, that I think dunk Steve contest. Francis Yeah, Steve Francis too. Was phenomenal in that in that contest too. That contest was it's, I mean, it's the best one, right? I feel like it should be the best one of all time, even though Dominique and Jordan had some really memorable... So there's that one. Yeah, there's Dominique and Jordan. And then there's Zach, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Um, Aaron Gordon, to this day, had the greatest dunk I've ever seen in my life. That, the the under his legs <laughs> yeah. was... You think that's the greatest dunk ever? That's the greatest dunk I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Do you go under both your legs over a person is so crazy. I mean, I like, I, I feel like the, uh, I feel like Vince Carter's reverse 360 windmill was better than that. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't, like, when I, when I see the Aaron Gordon dunk, I don't know who, unless they do it, I don't know if I can definitively say, yeah, this guy could do what Aaron Gordon did. 
That's true. I mean, it required a lot of flexibility <laughs> on his so part. It's so crazy. I've never seen anyone put a ball under both legs over someone. That was, uh, yeah, that was the craziest dunk I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, you know, um, let's talk a little bit about um, dunkers that get slept on. Okay. Uh, so I, I listed one player. You're talking about just in generally, generally speaking, though, not... In particular, the, the slam dunk. Either or. Okay. Either or. Okay. Um, dunkers that get slept on. So the one player comes to mind, uh, and it was probably because of one dunk that this, that this player had. Um, do you remember D. Brown? Yeah, I remember D. Brown. He had covered, uh, covered his face. He did the uh, closing his, yeah, 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 yeah. covering his face. Didn't he, I mean, he had a flair for the dramatic. I think he, he, he pumped his. Yeah, he did the Reebok pumps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was really slept on. Uh, another player who's is, is now like a YouTube legend, I think. Like a lot of people look at his YouTube stuff. Okay. Um, James White. James White. Oh, my God. So, I think he was the first one to actually do the under the leg free throw dunk, right? I know Zach Levine ended up doing that, but I think James White did it Probably. before, like in college. Or so something. actually, there's this like really um, legendary dunk contest between James White and um, Gerald Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was in college, right? No, this was in Russia. Oh. <laughs> they're playing in they they were playing in the That's Russian uh, basketball league. And uh, you can look it up on YouTube, but they, the, the the Russian league dunk contest was basically a a duel between James White and Gerald Green, and they probably put on like one of the greatest uh, That's dunk contest competitions ever. Um, but J- James White is definitely he's not going to go down as like one of the um, best dunkers of all time, but yeah, definitely I feel like he is. Right. Um, are there any are there any players that you can think of that are like super slept on? Well, I, I mean, he's not he's obviously not being slept on, but I felt like LeBron James has a whole collection of dunks that are insane. Um, but it might be more due to the fact that he just dunks on people rather than like the creativity wise. Yeah. Well, I I I kind of have a problem with LeBron on this front because. Okay. Do you remember when he was interviewed and he said, I'm going to have to put my name in the dunk contest next year, and then it just didn't happen? <laughs> when was that? I don't know. That was a while ago. Yeah. yeah, you know, I find that interesting, though, that he that he never did that. He never did the slam dunk contest. Psychologically? I feel, I feel like he could definitely have won. Yeah, I sure. feel like psychologically there's something to that. Mm. Wouldn't you say? possibly i mean you could yeah. put another you could put this one point for the kobe stands like in the jordan stands right you know? right it's it's nothing but it's also not nothing there's something to be said to like have a and this applies to life in general okay right. have have a willingness to put yourself out there right that you know when you see someone do that like it, it garners respect right you know whether whether it works out or not and on the flip side there are people that are risk averse let's say yeah, i mean i mean it's like it's like when you're approaching a girl yeah exactly that's know, the perfect i mean a lot are... a lot of you male <laughs> listeners out there can understand sometimes you just gotta shoot your shot yeah you know um 
in your in your circle of friends and uh, amongst guys, you know, there's some guys in your circle who are like very risk averse and very much like I don't really want to approach this girl, even though I'm really attracted to her. And yeah. then some in the group who are like, like you said, you just got to shoot your shot. And I think that that kind of it's a very yeah, all right. It's kind of an interesting parallel, but it's very apt because it's like why didn't Le- why didn't LeBron ever just sign up for the dunk contest one year like if he were to participate in the dunk contest and not win it i don't think that would have like tainted his legacy at all no i don't think so either like no one's gonna no one's gonna write about it no one's gonna talk about it when when it's all said and done for his career yeah but the fact that it he he basically ducked it right he ducked he ducked being a dunk contest participant um, I don't know that if that rubs people the wrong way. It for the Kobe stands out there, definitely that's something you can hang your hat on. <laughs> I mean, it's a very small ass uh, hat. It's a minute detail. It's a very you know? small hat a on a very small coat rack. But and and I don't it, it, to be honest, in the grand scheme of things, doesn't mean anything. But I I do find it kind of interesting. That yeah, we never did that. Yeah, I think that's a very Psycho again, psychologically, there's something to it. You know what I mean? Because LeBron, at the height of his athleticism, hands down more athletic than Kobe. Yeah, not, there's not even a debate for that. Right. Um, you can actually make a case that LeBron is probably I don't know top three, top five most athletic player ever. Yeah. 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 So I mean, this guy's a six-eight guy who can. He might be number one right now. He could be number one. Yeah. And so, um, the fact that he was he's he's so gifted physically, and to not participate in the dunk contest is so strange. Yeah. Yeah. It's really strange. So there. So <laughs> I know we're like going into the weeds here, but is there is there any stock? To, I mean. Well, I, I, I feel like he's over it now, but like, yeah, no. at the time, though. Well, yeah. I'm just going to say that, you know, LeBron has, he, he has evolved, obviously. No, yeah, he's, he's, such he's a, past it now, for well, sure. He's such a different person now that I feel like if he had the maturity that he has now and the perspective that he has now back then, he would for sure have done it, I think, without a doubt. I, I, I'm, I'm probably not there with you on that because, <laughs> because, uh, okay. You know, a lot of people consider LeBron to be like the most calculated athlete of all time, which I think there is credence to that. I think there's an argument can be made on that front. Yeah. Uh, and so he does strike me as like, you know, there's and, and, and it's like not I'm putting I'm putting most NBA stars in this in this boat is if there's a good chance that they they might not win the dunk contest they're not going to participate well, i feel like a lot of players are like that well and that's why when we talked about before the before the dunk contest why there will never there will there will never be a one-on-one contest right for the same exact reason right you know right but uh yeah if you want to like analyze and get into the psychology of why lebron <laughs> never did it it's it's fascinating yeah it's fascinating i mean you know you and i were both we're both asian guys so we have asian friends and you know, Asian guys are known to not not shoot their shot. 
as as often as they should. Wow. Okay. So definitely, we we know a couple of dudes out there that that are that are trigger trigger shy. That's funny. You know. Um, well, that's we give more respect to people who right. go for it. You know. Well, that's interesting though too, because like if you were to further that. Uh, um that analogy it's it's actually it's almost like seeing a dude like you have a friend who's who's got it all right yeah i was gonna who's, get that i was gonna yeah who's got yeah. the you know he's got the good looks good tall guy got his career in order he's got a lot going for him a lot going for himself and uh yeah he sees a girl and he still refuses to shoot his shot which is makes it even more kind of crazy it's fr- it's frustrating as uh right as a as vested a <laughs> a vested spectator <laughs> right. when i when i would see those occurrences happen yeah um so yeah i think i don't know i think that's a really interesting thing about lebron and i don't know were there any other stars that we would have liked to have seen um participate in the Suntown contest well sure. there's a couple of dudes that are coming up that definitely I want to see. Okay, so let's talk about that. Um, I mean Zion. Oh yeah, obviously. Even uh, John Morant. Do you know who John Morant no, is? I don't know who that the is. the um the Murray State guard who's getting a lot of buzz. He plays for Murray State. So he's. I think you know who he. he uh, I think we talked about him. Okay. He um, he's from South Carolina, and he was like he was on a he was on an AAU team with Zion, and. He kind of was on like a stacked high school team where he was like the third or fourth option. What's which his is name? John Morant. And he, uh, because he was on such a stacked high school team, like he didn't get the attention of like all the powerhouse uh, college programs. So he ended up at Murray State. Wow. But now he's like tearing it up there. And they're calling him like a top five draft pick right now yeah, i mean i'm seeing these articles saying uh he's college basketball's russell westbrook yeah six three so i definitely would like to see him in a dunk contest okay well what about current nba's current players? nba players Giannis? would you like to see Giannis? uh no not not really yeah uh that's the thing about you know players that are super tall right um it's not as uh, a- like aesthetically like pleasing, right? I guess you know they're still nice dunks, but like for example, Dwight Howard, that guy's nowhere near my list of like all time no like dunkers. No, you know, um, one guy I would like to see is like Lillard. Okay, yeah, he's got some. He's got he's bounce. got some low key. He's got know, bounce. Um, I don't. I don't even. Well, speaking of like tall guys. Has DeAndre Jordan ever been in a dunk contest? I think he has. Yeah? I want to say he has. It didn't work out so well for him, though. Yeah, I don't know. I have to think. Uh, but other players in the dunk contest. I wouldn't mind seeing Lonzo in a dunk contest. What? Really? Interesting. He's pretty athletic. Yeah, I agree. I, You're the one that's saying... I mean, he's one of I the do. most I, athletic point guards. I do. I absolutely believe that. But I don't know. I feel like... Um, you have to have some bit of creativity too. Well, he doesn't have creativity. I mean, I don't know. I just—he's a guy that. Dang. Have you seen any creative dunks he's made? Like, I don't know. All he does ever does really is just kind of uh, complete alley oops. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, but he has bounce. Yeah, like he has, he has a poten- he has a potential he for has sure. Bounce. He has bounce. Uh, 
I don't think Russell Westbrook has ever been in a dunk contest. I would like to see him participate. Yeah, so why why is he not? No, <laughs> we're trying to go into psychology of all these players. Well, he's another guy too. He's super athletic, but I don't know how much like his dunks are nice in all the games he dunks in because he's ferocious. Right. Um, you know, the ability to not only like have the athleticism to dunk on there's a huge airplane flying by. <laughs> um, that's just made me lose my train of thought. But it's like it's one thing to be super athletic and be able to dunk, but it's also another thing I think to also have like I don't know, added coordination to like you know Go between your legs. Go between your legs, do a three sixty, all that stuff. Yeah. Um especially nowadays because I feel like back then you do a under the leg dunk and you're like, Oh shit, that's a nice dunk. Right. <laughs> now it's like you gotta do three sixty and under the leg and from the free throw line. You know what I mean? Like it, there was a point in time where if you did the under the legs dunk, uh, you would like shut the whole stadium down and they would hand you the trophy right there. <laughs> yeah, I would. think I think Isaiah Ryder, Isaiah Ryder. did and it. That was Kobe nice. Did it. That was nice. Isaiah Ryder was like the first one to do yeah, it. Yeah, Isaiah like. Ryder's under the under the leg dunk was pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, can you think of any any players, current players that you would like to see in a dunk contest? Yeah, I kind of wish Dwayne Wade would have been in one in his prime. Mm, yeah, he. Yeah, I feel like he would have put on a good show. Yeah, um, that guy was athletic. He's now he's now busy swapping jerseys with yep. other other players right yeah. now. Um, yeah, I can't. I don't can't really think of anybody else right now. Yeah, but yeah. Um, basically, I would have liked to seen like the league. Kevin Knox, maybe. Yeah. yeah, he just he just had a nice dunk over Ben Simmons. That was pretty good. Ben, ben Simmons is getting dunked on. I think he got dunked on back to back games, right? Like Tatum yeah. and then Kevin Knox. That dunk by Tatum was nice, by the way. It was like a spin move to a yeah. Dunk. Yeah, it was nice. It's just so hard for you to acknowledge Jason Tatum. No, I'm just kidding. He's a good player, really good player, star potential. Man, you guys, star you know, you guys are only potential. listening, but he had to. He had to grit his teeth in, in acknowledgement. Of no, no, no. I'm not like that, dude. That that that's the other Lakers Laker fans out there. I will fully acknowledge oh, his. Man. My my gripe with the whole thing is like, why why do you have to lower other players to elevate another guy? Yeah. Like, Kyle Kuzma and Brandon Ingram can be, for sure, big time talents, and Tatum can be a big player at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. it's not one or the other. Um, I mean, in a related note, though, actually, what did you think about Dell Demps getting? Uh... So I think he was. I mean, I think he was basically a dead man walking situation. That guy right? seems to be a dead man walking every wherever he goes. <laughs> he he was definitely. Um, he's definitely David Stern's like fall guy. Oh, like, you, you you heard like yeah. all the shit that David Stern like said about him, right? David like he's Stern a lousy is... GM. Yeah, the guy is like. He will go to his grave like defending the veto that it's he made, so, and it's, it's like such a bullshit. Yeah, like yeah. Why have we not seen the fifth, thirty for thirty about this veto yet? Yeah, I mean we analyzed, we we compared we the Lakers do a package podcast on the 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 thirty for, like our own little thirty for thirty little about the veto, man. Yeah, I mean we we compared the package that Dell Demps yeah uh, accepted 
versus the what he versus got. the versus what New Orleans got, yeah. and it didn't even come close. Didn't even come close. Yeah. I mean, people are going to say, well, they got Anthony Davis. Well, who gave him that, though? You know, David Stern was like... No, they didn't get Anthony Davis in that trade, though. That they, Their pick, well, and the, the pick that ended up in that trade was Austin Rivers. Right, but what I'm saying is that's what David Stern was no, doing, that was right? No, ma- that was a makeup. That was a league, you know, the conspiracy theorists would say that yeah. that was a makeup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like an indirect thing where David Stern's like, no, you have to give us a really shitty team, not like a team that's like ready for the playoffs, which is what the Lakers originally got him. Oh, you think he purposely uh, accepted a lesser deal so that the Pelicans will not necessarily tank and not get nec- the first pick? Yeah, not necessarily a lesser deal, but a deal where you got just assets. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that he can gift the number one pick. So that he can be saying that overall that's included in the quote. Right, because if if uh, the Hornets would have gotten, you know, Lamar Odom, Goran Dragic, they would have possibly made the playoffs, I right? think that's absolutely a, a playoff squad, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, and then there would have been no way for them to yeah. get the number one pick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a possibility, too. That's a too. total David Stern move, man. Yeah. We're talking about the guy who pulled out a frozen bent envelope to get Patrick <laughs> fucking Ewing to New York, man. So, yeah, man. Fucking cold ass ping pong balls that he just <laughs> yeah. was able to pick from the yeah from the jar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let let's let's talk about the actual All Star game. Do you have? Do you have any all-star games in particular that stand out? Because I, I have a few listed here. Um, yeah, a lot of them involve Kobe. Right. I think it's probably because he's been part of the last eight, the 18 of the last 20 or so all-star games. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the Froby uh, all-star game where, and that was a really cool all-star game where I think that was the one year where they all wore their jerseys, their actual jerseys. Yeah. Um, he got voted in as a starter when he was coming off the bench. Yeah, off the, yeah, yeah the in his second year, second year, nineteen year old kid. Yeah, which is crazy. And um, you know they they did the whole Jordan versus Kobe. They even had these huge, huge like I don't know if it was a mural or like a painting or something. That was a big storyline of that All Star All Star game. It was if you huge. if you if you go back and watch clips of that game, you'll see like Jim Gray and Ahmad Rashad just ask people about yeah Kobe v Jordan. Yeah, and you know it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. In particular, sure. a future Laker teammate, which was Carl Malone, who took you know uh, umbrage to the fact that. He was coming over to set a pick for Kobe, and Kobe was like, he waved him off, and he was like, nah, man, I got this one-on-one against MJ. <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Did you hear this story? You remember, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Carmelo was like, what the fuck is this 19-year-old? And But sure enough, fast forward about 10-some years when uh, Carmelo does end up the Lakers, he is setting picks for Kobe Bryant. And he's hitting on his wife, too. <laughs> yeah, and he is. Carmelo is actually, um, this is a complete side note, but he's actually a very sleazy guy. Um yeah, he's got some very questionable uh, history. He, if you want to talk about like not having a, the clutch gene, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> he is the poster child yeah. for not having a clutch gene. He's the reason why John Stockton is ringless. Is ringless. 
Because John Stockton, you want to talk about a guy who does have the cut oh, sheet? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. You, and you want to talk about guys who have been slept on? John Stockton, I mean, look at just look at his stats. All-time leader in assists and steals. <laughs> this guy was a fucking G. He, he, hit was, the, he hit the buzzer beater over the Houston Rockets to send him to the finals. Cold-blooded killer. And then, like, the very next game, Carmelo misses, like, a critical yeah. free throw. And then Jordan <laughs> hits the yeah. buzzer beater over them. Like you, like, you right now, if you had a chance to draft a John Stockton player, you would take that number one overall pick without a doubt, right? Yeah, in today's league, that yeah. dude would he go would, nuts. He would murder. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and he's a guy who do people barely talk about. Um, yeah, partly because he played for Utah and because Carl Malone just was so bad. But, but yeah, I think that All Star game was was pretty damn memorable. It was. Um, there were a lot of nice dunks in that game. So, too. so the one memorable play of of that game was. Um, Kevin Garnett's alley oop to Kobe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He threw he Kevin Garnett threw a threw an alley oop that was like way behind, like yeah. way off, and yeah. Kobe just like reached back, reached back, and just just jammed that shit in. Yeah, and that got me thinking. To uh, you know, lately we've been, of course, the biggest story has been you know Anthony Davis didn't come to the Lakers, right? And you know that brings that brought back memories of we talked about the Chris Paul trade that didn't happen but for me for me personally the one the one almost trade that's mm-hmm. going to haunt me for the rest of my days <laughs> was not being able to get Kevin Garnett to team up with Kobe yeah that hurts me more than the Chris Paul veto personally and um, i know i know i know you know Pagasol ended up being Hall of Fame player. We, you know, the Lakers won two rings with them. But just thinking about prime Kobe with prime KG, yeah, that would have been like, yeah, that that definitely would have been, I in my opinion, better than you know Steph and KD in terms of duos. Probably not as good as Shaq and Kobe, but pretty damn close in terms of like two players that complement each other perfectly i couldn't think of like also two more players like also that. you know garnett for a guy of his intensity and a guy of his like he's of the same like competitive fire as kobe for sure um for a guy like that he also was very unselfish on the court and was a guy who wasn't like oh i gotta take the last shot oh i gotta get my that's why he would have worked perfectly exactly. with Kobe. He would have been perfect. Yeah, and you know, you, we saw that when he went on Boston was Yeah. He had already proven that he could be an MVP caliber player. His and, numbers were f- fan- just phenomenal. Yeah, and he w- was willingly taking a lesser role yeah. on the offense just to win. and he focused on he won defensive player of the year. Yeah. So actually, I looked this up um can you name all of the NBA players that have both won MVP and Defensive Player of the Year? Okay, well, Michael Jordan for sure. Yeah, did it in the same year. Yeah, well, I mean, Michael Jordan. He's so he's so one of the, the so Defensive Player of the Year. Just to let you know, it's only been around since uh, like the eighty two eighty three season. So yeah. obviously, guys like Bill Russell, Kareem, mm-hmm. they they didn't have a chance to win both. Okay, but uh. Kevin Garnett is one of them, right? How about Moses Malone? Uh, no. Really? Never won Defensive Player of the Year. Interesting. So there's two other players. 
Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah. One of my my favorite center of all time. Right. Uh. One more player. Damn. That's pretty. That's pretty difficult. Um. Yeah, I don't know. He's a big man. He was a big man. Uh, well, I assumed he would be a big man. Uh, what? What? Oh, um, I got it. It's either one of these two guys. Did this guy play for the Spurs? Yeah. Uh, Tim Duncan? No, David Robinson. Ro- yeah, David Robinson. Yeah. So, you Michael Jordan, David Robinson, Hakeem, and Kevin Garnett. The only four, only four players that have won both MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Which is a really nice feather in the cap. Mm-hmm. I think um you know playing winning defensive player of the year is actually a pretty big deal. It is. Uh I feel like there was one year that LeBron actually got snubbed for that award. Mm-hmm. Um probably when he was with the Heat. You have Kawhi Leonard who's already won defensive player of the year. I think he has a he has a chance to be an MVP, a regular season MVP. He is MVP. also finals MVP. Yeah. So he could join that Get club. Some rarefied air. Uh Paul George I think Paul George is going to win Defensive Player of the Year this year, and he's slowly creeping up in the that MVP would race. Be so crazy! It's true though, right? That would be in. That would be pretty fucking insane if he did that. Yeah, I mean he he definitely has a shot. Yeah, that's pretty insane. And then you have um who you have Giannis who looks like he he can be a future Defensive Player of the Year, and he's in a lot of people's eyes he's the front runner for MVP this year, right now. Okay. Unless you're like a Harden lover, which I don't know why you would be one of those <laughs> if you're not a Houston Rockets fan. All right, all right. Um, so there, so it's a very elite group. Yeah. And Kevin Garnett, pair that guy with a prime <laughs> Kobe Bryant, and I think Kobe would have had. He, he would have had six rings oh, for sure. A, he would have had his cake and eaten it too. He would have. He. He probably could have won seven rings, actually. You bring possible. you bring Kevin Garnett to the Lakers, and that Boston team never never materializes. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's open season for Kobe just to like rack up rings right there. You could you, know? you could actually technically have traded for Kevin Garnett and also Pal Gasol, right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Because. <laughs> I mean that was we that didn't was, even give a Bynum for. I know, uh, I know, like people. I know, like people shit on Mitch Kupchak now, and you know his legacy is forever tainted because of the yeah. Mozgov and Dang signing, signings. But you know, back then that was that was peak Mitch Kupchak oh, as a my GM. Gosh. He was an amazing GM. I mean, you know, and I will still say this: I feel like something happened where I feel like that 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 decision to sign both those guys was more of a gym bust it was a very out of character exactly right yeah i I, so there's a part of me that's still like i love mitch because he did so much good for the team and he was essentially a fall guy and i think like you said it was so uncharacteristic that i'm willing to give him a pass and i feel like that shit had gym bust written all over it because it makes sense that it was gym bust because you know that self-induced little um you know, uh, was it like timeline that he gave himself that, you know, if I don't turn this team around, but you know, by a certain year, then I'll step down mm-hmm. all that shit. Yeah. Of course you're going to sign guys like Mozgov and do it all day. Yeah. You know? Um, let this be a warning to people. 
if you ever see an executive that that gives himself a self-restricted timeline, then let that be a warning sign to you. Oh, yeah. You know? And, and Matt, <laughs> Matt, are, you, are, you talking, are you talking about magic? <laughs> That let that be a, let that be a red flag oh, of man. things to come. Okay, that's so because crazy. the best executives they don't they don't, they don't it's do putting that. undue pressure on yourself for no yeah. reason at all. It's really silly. Yeah, you're 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 painting yourself into a corner. Yeah, unnecessarily. like unnecessarily. Yeah, yeah. and Jim busted that. <laughs> but going back to um, yeah, going back to Mitch Kupchak. It could have been possible that, you know, yeah. it, we would have seen a Kobe, KG, Pau Gasol team. Um, you know, if, which is crazy. Which is crazy. And if had Kobe and KG paired up, then we would have been, we would have most likely been able to see a Kobe LeBron NBA Finals, which was something that was talked about for many years, but just never and, happened. And I will say this we would have beaten any LeBron team. I would go to, yeah, I would go to war with. Uh, Kobe Garnett with any team, for sure. For sure. Yeah, against I'll go to war against this Warriors team. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Damn. Honestly, Kobe, KG, and Pau Gasol. Oh yeah, against this Warriors team. <laughs> Pau Gasol too. I mean, that's okay. Crazy. Take 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 Pau Gasol out of it. Kobe, KG, Andrew Bynum. Uh, well, we wouldn't Trevor have. Ariza. We wouldn't have Bynum though. Because Bynum had to go for KG. Well, um, I mean, Bynum didn't go for Pau Gasol, though. Yeah, but I think the handshake deal between Buss and the and uh, the Minnesota owner was... For Andrew, Andrew yeah. Bynum was the centerpiece? Yeah. Okay, so Kobe, Kevin Garnett, Lamar let's, I mean, let, we can, let's, say, yeah, well, let's say we add Pau Gasol to that, though. Just for... And Trevor Reza. Yeah. Against I mean, I against this Warriors team, I mean, it, it, you know, I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen it. Um, I definitely would go go up against the Miami Heat, LeBron. Uh, so, do you think this Warriors team would beat the Miami D Wade? Without a doubt, you think so? Yeah, I think so. That that team was so top heavy. It was it was an all time. It was one of the all-time like defensive teams, though, right? Yeah, but I don't know. I, I... do you think that this team Warriors... was good just because LeBron was so fucking good? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. Um, maybe I don't know. Do you sure. think? Um, so I, I think it's safe to say that none of the Kobe Powell Lakers teams would beat this Warriors team. Uh, do you think that 2008 Celtics team would beat? This Warriors team, I think they would. I think that would be a really good series. You, because as much and as I, I know, you put a, you actually put this, uh, that Celtic squad very highest. Yeah, as much as I, as much as I hate the Celtics, like that was an all-time team. Um, that Danny Ainge kind of fucked up because he didn't keep some essential pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, they could have they could have reeled off a couple a couple championships if they kept that roster intact. Yeah, you know they uh, there were a lot of guys on that team that um, people don't even remember. Like to this day, James, James Posey's James like Posey. strikes fear into <laughs> into our hearts. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, it's an interesting conversation. I don't know. You know, we'll, even we'll... even Tony Allen was on that team, and Tony Allen, you know, people are, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies are going to be retiring Tony Allen's number. They're okay. be retiring his jersey. Okay. And Tony Allen was on that Celtic squad. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that defense was really crazy. Right. So we'll never know. I mean, it's yeah. it's one of those conversations that we could have. So let's go back to the All Star game. Um, so you mentioned that Kobe's first All Star game. Uh, I think. So that was something that happened. The I think the year before, mm-hmm. or two years before. Do you remember when Shaq dunked on David Robinson in the All Star game? Oh no, I don't remember that. It was I like know he didn't like David Robinson. Yeah, it was. Um, it was like the loudest fucking dunk. Did he did he push it, him down too? If I remember? No, he just like he, he just like baptizes his ass like really hard. <laughs> uh, but that that memory kind of sticks out for me um, in, in All Star Game history. Uh, I think the best game that I the best All Star Game game that I saw was the two thousand and one All Star Game, which was um, what that like T Mac, Vince Carter, Jason Kidd. I'm assuming all those guys. Yeah, Jason Kidd, uh, Alan Iverson. Uh, if you go, it's on, you can look up highlights on YouTube. Yeah. And, you know, one of the reasons why, like, the All-Star game has kind of suffered a little bit in recent years and they're trying to do new things like drafts and all that is because, like, it's it's not competitive anymore. Yeah. Like, people aren't are not really trying. Care. But if you go back and look at that 2001 game, like, they were going hard. Yeah. Like, you People were blocking shots. Like they were trying to win. They were going at it, and uh, I think the East came back from like a twenty-point deficit and won the won the game. But it was a really good. Yeah, I think game. Kobe missed the game. One of the game-winning shots. Did he try to go for a game-winning shot? I remember he made he made like a he made a shot with like thirty seconds left to put okay. the West up one. But then I think um, somebody like yeah. hit hit the game winner for the East. Yeah. So that's so that's another. Uh, one another one of the more memorable games. I think another um, one is when Jordan was on the Wizards. Yeah, so that yeah. that was the next one in two thousand and three. Yeah, and you know this, Kobe this, blocking Jordan's ass. This clip, the I think Kobe and Mike were like mic'd up, but okay. you can see that. I mean, it's on YouTube everywhere. Like them talking to each other during the game. Yeah, and the trash talking and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, Michael's. Saying to Kobe, like, you only have three now. I got six. It's so funny. You know, I think it's interesting is that, you know, Michael Jordan is a guy who hates everybody. But he really, I feel like he really dotes on Kobe. Like, it's he really does see him as, like, his little brother. Well, because Kobe's, like, universally, like, portrayed as, like, the closest thing to yeah. MJ, but not quite MJ. <laughs> so... So like pumping up Kobe's like indirectly pumping himself up too, right. and you know the, just the narcissist in Jordan it just makes him so happy. So Jordan, like... so so Jordan, um, <clears throat> he he had a quote recently that kind of um, sparks the de- sparked the debate of like is this guy is this guy just completely full of himself or is he <laughs> is he humble? Because on one hand it's like. A lot of people brought him up when um, LeBron called himself the goat, oh, right. and they would they they're saying like you know Michael never called himself the goat. Yeah, you know he would always deflect that question, but uh, 
recently because because the all-star game is in charlotte this year so you know he's kind of like the host yeah unofficial host of the all-star game so Jordan, by the way he's getting up there in age now he's like 57 or something right 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 yeah um so get ready for some really outlandish quotes in the next like 10 years or so because you know when people get old shit just gets weird all right i'm looking looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it um so because magic's already there by the way oh yeah oh yeah for sure so they're interviewing michael jordan and they were talking about um they're asking him about james harden and russell westbrook uh james harden's you know obviously like pulling pulling uh has his streak of 30 30 uh, plus point games Mm -hmm. and then russell westbrook has his triple double averaging a triple double for the season for like the third straight year Mm -hmm. and they're asking jordan like which one in your mind is more difficult and his answer was six rings is more difficult oh (laughs) (laughs) so that kind of was like is mj really humble is he a really a humble guy uh... you know that is such a Michael Jordan quote. Yeah. That, you know, if if you had told me this this little thing and it was untrue, and you but you told me I would have been like I yeah that that happened like I would have totally believed you. Um, that's why you know I think it kills Kobe. I mean he's probably not losing sleep over it, but it kills him that he doesn't have six. Yeah, and you know if if. Uh... Whenever you get into that Kobe LeBron debate with like a Kobe stand, yeah, inevitably the first thing that comes comes up is five rings, yeah, and yeah. so that's that's like you know the trump card yeah. for Kobe, and the six rings is the trump card for Jordan, yeah. like in in all in all debates. So I just thought it was interesting because earlier in the year people were pointing to MJ as like. How humble he is about the goat but, question. But, you know, that's the thing, though. Like, And I remember we talked about this, but that's the thing is that uh, does anyone really believe that Jordan is humble? No, dude. This is, he, he's got a whole... You could fill up a whole fucking book about all these exploits that he I has. I feel like he's he, oddly humble about certain things, but well, not at the thing. same time. This is the thing is he can be humble about things, especially his career, because his career... I mean, and we're talking about minus the wizard shit. His career is so it's so crazy. I mean, I think I think maybe Kareem has like the only maybe the only one where who can maybe Kareem and Bill, Bill Russell, Russell maybe yeah. and but even Bill Russell like he played an era where like there were like four teams and like it was such a different era, you know. You know, I actually uh, I'm actually starting to give Bill Russell a lot more credit. Yeah. Because I'm like reading this book right now about uh-huh. like the NBA back in back in the day, um, and just like the the overt racism that he had to like <laughs> well, endure yeah, for sure, for and sure. he and he still managed to like yeah you know dominate yeah, in the NBA. It, yeah, like I give him big, I give him more credit you yeah know, for sure. I mean, that that makes that's a huge aspect of it. But yeah, you know, let's say like Russell and Kareem. They're like the only two who has who can even sniff the kind of resume that Jordan has, right? You know, so yeah, he doesn't need to come out and say anything because it's such a crazy resume that he has that like he feels super confident. And so, let, so let me ask that, you then: you know? when when he says when he, when he answers the goat question with 
I don't want that. I don't want that distinction. Or yeah. we, we just we just can never say because yeah. we uh, I, he never had a chance yeah. to play against blah blah blah. Yeah. You, do you believe him? No, dude. Of <laughs> you don't not. believe him? No, that's <laughs> I completely don't believe that for one second. And I'll tell you this too, okay? I'm like the pro- password in his like laptop is "I am the goat." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> twenty-three. Yeah, um, I'll tell you right now. I'm predicting it right now, 2019. I guarantee you that if LeBron wins like three more rings, okay? If he wins three more rings, Jordan will start talking shit. Jordan will start saying shit where he's no longer like, well, you know, you can't just. You know, it's a different era. You can't really no. It start. It's gonna start. It's gonna start getting defensive, and he's gonna start saying a lot of things. He's gonna say things like, "Well, you know, I never. It was a different climate. I never. I never had to team up. You know, with a. <laughs> don't you? You can you not see Michael Jordan saying I, shit like I that? I don't know. I don't you know. know he would because the instant LeBron starts like let's say matching Jordan in rings and even beats him in rings, that's when Jordan is no longer gonna be this humble guy. He's no longer going to be this like. Yeah, he's a Jordan's very. Um, he's a very enigmatic person. <clears throat> he's a very interesting guy. I think we I think we brought this up in a in a previous podcast, but it, the rumor of him like invest, investing in private prisons and stuff like <laughs> it's just <laughs> like you got to be a different kind of dude to like invest in that. Yeah, you know he's basically. If the rumor is true, he's basically profiting off of uh, people's incarceration, which is like yeah. terrible. And it, it's a very, it's a it, to say that it's ethically a gray area is putting it mildly. You know, yeah, if that's true. You know, it's it's so interesting too is that, um, you know, people don't realize this too, but Jordan is a guy who that dude loves his money. That dude... He's got a fuck ton of money. He's so got yeah. a fuck ton of money, and he loves that shit. Like, I know that seems like, well, duh, but, like, I think there's a part of him that also views, like, his wealth accumulation is also very much ingrained and in, and in step with his competitiveness. He wants to make more money. He wants to be richer than his... Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I could see that. So, you know, like, and LeBron is is threatening him on that level too. He's on his. He is on his ass. Because did you did you hear did you hear um, recently LeBron? Yeah, it's not a matter of he wants to own a team. Yeah, it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. You know, that's what LeBron said when he's going to be an owner. But Michael Jordan is is so much about wealth accumulation. That's why, like, he doesn't even get involved in social aspects about, like, certain racial discussions, topics. He steers clear of all that shit. It was only until recently when, like, it was to a point where people were like, uh, dude, yo, man, you're, like, this (laughs) very successful black athlete. Like, you should say something. He was like, yeah, yeah, I stand with LeBron. But, like, up until that point, like, <laughs> he just would not say shit, you know? And that's the thing is that he, like, I wouldn't be surprised if that guy has voted Republican, like, every single time. I would be shocked if he didn't. Yeah, because he's, I don't know, he's such Economically, a, it, would, it, exactly, it would hurt ex- him to vote exactly. Democrat. Yeah, exactly. And he's, that's why, like, and that's why it's so interesting because he is... He's such a different animal. He's such a different cat than, than, you know, people kind of 
believed to like people think that they they know Michael Jordan, but all that shit that you saw in his years as a Chicago Bull and you know as a spokesman for Nike, it's like that is all a carefully like curated like persona. Yeah, degenerate gambler. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> you know? we could seriously do a whole podcast on Jordan too, but like. You know, um, if he played in this today's era, like eighty percent of the antics and eighty percent of the shit that he he did would not fly. Like what? Oh well, like for one, like fighting teammates and stuff. Fighting like that, teammates, or? and also for like the the gambling issues. Um, you know, he's had a ton of like extramarital like sh- like he. Well, the gambling stuff that still goes on in the NBA, like. People play cards on the planes, like, still. No. I mean, Michael Jordan has been known to have lost, like, millions of dollars. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, gambling still exists, like, amongst right. NBA players. Right. But I'm saying, like, you don't know. Like, no one was no one was and is as much of a degenerate gambler as Jordan. I yeah, would I mean, say. Charles Barkley's pretty much up there, <laughs> well, too. Well, I think Charles Barkley's also broke. <laughs> well, you know, relatively speaking. But, um... Yeah, and Jordan was, like, for sure known to be, like, a total womanizer. I mean, he would go, he would have gone crazy on the Instagram. Um, Didn't Dwayne Wade have, like, a sex party scandal, too? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and you know, that's the thing. His competitiveness, it, it just oozes in every aspect of his life. And he saw, if he saw, like, some of his NBA teammates, like, just slaying it in the thought game, the Instagram thought game, Jordan would be like, oh, hell no, I'm... I'm for sure. I'm the king. I'm the king here, and I'm going to just fucking... You know, do you hear about the story about him and um, Scottie Pippen and, and Madonna? No. Yeah, you know, Madonna supposedly... Um, <laughs> she, like, fucked, like... I think it was, like, Pippen, Rodman, and Jordan or something. I know she was hanging out with Rodman. Yeah, but, no, but okay, she... Okay, all three she, of them? Yeah, she, she's, she has fucked all, all three of them. And so, supposedly, supposedly the, the big rumor with Scottie Pippen is that that dude is, like fucking like hung like a horse like he's fucking well he's huge. six seven and <laughs> got that wingspan yeah, and everything he's got the wingspan, okay so, he, so he's i'm got, not surprised he's got yeah. length for days you know for sure yeah i'm so, not um he doesn't strike me as a small yeah, dick dude yeah yeah and so um the hilarious thing is of course jordan who's fucking competitive about everything right he's like he had a conversation with Madonna because one day, <laughs> one day Madonna had sent like a limo to come pick up Pippen after a game, mm-hmm. and Jordan was like, he was like, "Yo, like, come on, he's not as big as me, right?" And Madonna was like, "No, he's bigger," <laughs> <laughs> and that fucking kills. That fucking kills Michael Jordan, dude. Damn. So nothing, nothing you could do about that. MJ. Nothing you can do about that. But that's the thing. That's the whole mind of Michael Jordan. Of the fact that he is like, even that shit kills him. You know. Right. So. Um, yeah, we can go on for days about for days. Ab- about Jordan for days. Um, back to the All Star game. So the last <laughs> the the last All Star game that I wanted to bring up was um, the 2012 All Star game. And this was, uh, this was memorable for how the game ended, and it was when um, LeBron basically refused to take the game-winning shot and tried to pass it off twice. And oh, you see, man. you see Kobe looking at him like, "What are you doing, bro? Like, oh, well, why, man. why did you take that shot?" Um, and that was. 
2012 was like peak. It was like the peak era for the LeBron haters. You know, this was before he won a ring. This was coming off the heels of the decision. Coming off the heels of losing to the Mavericks where LeBron had a bad, had a bad NBA finals. And he follows that up with an all-star game where he refused <laughs> to take the game-winning shot. Not once, but twice. Who ended up taking the shot? Do you know? So he, so I saw the, I, I rewatched that okay. possession. So give and, us a play-by-play of what happened. Uh, there's like, what, like 20 seconds left and time's running out. And he kicks it out to, first he passes it to Darren Williams, who misses badly. But uh, a loose ball happens, and the the ball ends up back in LeBron's hands. Mm -hmm. And then five seconds left, and he tries to make like an across-the-court pass to the corner that gets picked off. And um, the West ends up winning. But then after that, you know, infamously, Kobe's looking at him like, dude. Why didn't why did you go for that shot? <laughs> you know, Kobe did that very demonstrably, right? He probably did that. He was right. like, come on, man. He's like, where's the camera? Let me let me do let me do my face in front of the camera so they everyone can catch that. Yeah. So uh needless to say, LeBron has come a long way. Since he has then. come a long way. And you know that that you know, it's come full, it's kind of coming full circle. Like you you bring that back to all about how like why did he not participate in the slam dunk contest? You know, and it paints a paints a really big picture of like, or even compare and even comparing you know LeBron to Jordan and Kobe and how people are like, he's not, yeah, he's not on their level. It's interesting, yeah. I think stuff like that earlier in his career kind of imprinted in a lot of people's minds that he's like afraid of that moment, right? But if you take an objective look at his career at his resume, it's like. Since that time, yeah, his highlight reel is insane. It's insane. Like the playoff highlight reel. It's insane. I think he's hit a couple of buzzer beaters in the playoffs against Chicago. Yeah. You know, he has that um he I think he hit a couple of buzzer beaters against the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Uh he has that running that running uh jumper against the Raptors. I mean he basically no, I mean, owns his, Toronto. Yeah, they call it LeBronto. LeBronto. Um his his resume and his highlight reel is, I'm going to say arguably, because it's a Laker podcast, but it's arguably more like star-studded than Kobe's pl- playoff highlight reel. Yeah, so there is there is a subtlety that I do want to talk to you about, though. Okay. Okay. So I, I, think, I think what it is is that there are guys... MJ, Kobe, and well, let's just take Kobe and LeBron as a comparison. Uh, we'll fully acknowledge both these guys are clutch, right? Yeah. I think Kobe, what makes him more clutch in the eyes of a lot of people is like the mentality that he has. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's like, I want that shot. I'm going to take that shot no matter what. Yeah, I think people put that in their evaluation. Right. Yeah. And they it, they include that in there, like whether you whether you make it or not, it's like right off the bat you are, like you're you're starting off on a very good foot right there already. Yeah, and I think I think the image of Kobe is that in those moments he he rises to the occasion, he elevates his play. 
like yeah. in in those tough situations and you have a guy like lebron who's like supremely talented we said he's he could be the most gifted athlete of all time like in the nba yeah. and i feel like for a lot of people when he makes those like game winning shots it's just because he's so talented and they chalk it up to his talent you know not uh, as opposed to Kobe and his like mental fortitude, so I think the mental, well, like the perceived mental toughness, is what separates that's, Kobe and LeBron. That's interesting because you know I think then I, I would say actually the biggest parallel right now is the player that kind of fits that mold is actually Kevin Durant. Yeah, to a T. Uh huh. Like Kevin Durant, actually, I would say is even more insecure than LeBron is even more sensitive and yet you know he's he's so supremely talented that he they they win they win yeah they uh, I think it's I think it's um well known at this point that Kevin Durant was on a mission to like um over overtake LeBron as like the best player in the game mm-hmm. and there was that article it was reported recently that one uh when kevin durant when the golden state warriors won like two years ago when kevin durant won his first ring he at that time he thought that he was going to become like known yeah Yeah. universally as the best player in the game yeah but it didn't happen yeah so i think there is like saltiness right for kevin durant yeah which kind of spits in the face of like your your theory of mm-hmm. him <laughs> it be, it's being in the bag that he's going to become a laker it's in the bag man it's in the bag <laughs> because i feel like if he does that then there's no way that people are going to mm-hmm. well i mean it's it's always going to be there you know right. that he teamed up with lebron and right. um the lebron stands and they're actually people call them bron sexuals <laughs> yeah i know i've heard that phrase the bron sexuals will um always have that over kevin durant yeah so yeah you know um and this is the thing with the whole evolution of lebron is that yeah so we're we're establishing that he's uh uh he's clutch now and i think it's fascinating we you know we keep saying it's interesting and i and i i I think it really is because it really shows the whole like these players and at the end of the day they're just human beings you know, like for me, Michael Jordan almost doesn't seem human to me, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. It's almost like that dude's a fucking myth. I think Even because his, I think a lot of it is because of the mystery that's around him. Sure. All like, of that. We, people don't know like who he is. All of that. Yeah. All of that. He's very extremely mis- mysterious. He's very private. Yet he's like, and also the mystique that he built in terms of the unparalleled success he's had on the court. But you contrast that with LeBron, who's an extremely human guy. You know, like, I think he was all those things, right? I think he was all those things of being unable to, like, rise to the occasion, not wanting to take the shot. But the evolution of the of, of him is what happened was that he lost a couple of times in the finals. Then he won a couple of rings in the finals. And now he's, like, now he's, like, the kind of guy, he's in his 30s. And now I feel like he's the kind of guy where he's just, like, it doesn't fucking matter anymore. Like, I really want to win, but if I don't, whatever like he's just so you know how did, so yeah so how like does that has, make you feel as a laker fan the, does it sit well with you that he is now saying stuff like this is all icing on the cake 
you know, well, there's there's not there doesn't appear to be like a desperation to win rings. Um, I don't like like Kobe. You know, Kobe. Yeah. You know, Kobe was obsessed with right getting that sixth ring. You but know? but honestly, though, it's to me, it's all the same thing. Kobe does that. He says that because it feeds into his the image that he's built, which is uh, I gotta win no matter what. <laughs> you know, I, all I all I think about is winning. I don't think it's a fake. Im- I don't think it's like a fabricated image, though. No, like, I, I'm not saying fabricated, but it is absolutely part of his brand. It's absolutely part of Kobe's brand that he's like. I just got to win in everything I do. Like winning uh-huh. is the only reason why I play. Yeah. And I think that's part of on brand with LeBron, which is like, he's again, he's passive aggressive. He's never going to be about like, I got to win all these rings. He's always like, yeah, I always want to compete and I always want to compete for a championship, but he's never, he was never overtly about like, I got to win all these rings and I got to get more as many as Kobe or more than Kobe or as many as Jordan or more than, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's coming back to, what we believe lebron like the type of person that he is like yeah just the type of guy that just wants to be liked yeah by everybody right you know and it's all it's all passive aggressive though it's all like when it happens then he'll say something you know what i mean yeah when it when he wins then he's the greatest of all time right. which which he has said right you know? right yeah um yeah and and you know to add to that too about you know when you were saying how do i feel about that again i'll come back to it that's why I feel like LeBron James, he's a Laker on loan. He's being on he's on loan because he's a he's a cavalier at heart. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know how these years are gonna unfold at the end of his contract, but this is a guy who always plays on his own terms. He always goes where he wants to be. And I can see him either teaming up in LA with his son, because I think that is the last step that he wants on his on his story story book career right okay. it's either going to be in la or he's going to come back home in cleveland and play with uh with his son with his son i mean he's um laker like when it, talking about like is he a true laker or not like yeah. lakers fans right now at this very moment are definitely not <laughs> calling lebron a true laker are they especially not what are the, they saying especially the kobe stands oh yeah uh That'll so all I, change if LeBron brings a ring. That's up. what I was going to yeah. ask was what will what would it take for him to um be considered a true Laker and what a like what I mean by that is like I feel like when he became when he signed with the Lakers like it was he could have re-signed with the Cavs and like his career would have ended up he still would have been like top five player of all time sure. and everything right yeah but when he decided to come to the lakers it almost he almost took on additional risk in that in that yeah. respect because you don't want to you don't want to have this like star this star-studded all-time career and then come to the lakers and like not even be considered like one yeah. of the greatest lakers yeah and for him to even be up there he has to win a ring he does. I mean, so he kind of put on. He kind of put additional pressure on himself. He did, but like I said, you know, we think it's a risk. But I, I'm <laughs> telling you, man. I'm telling you, man. There is, you know, you you said There's it yourself. You said it yourself. He is the most calculated guy, right? Yeah, yeah. There is no way this dude was like, all right, I'm just gonna go to L.A. on a whim. 
I mean, just for the LA opportunities. There was no way he did that. You can be calculated and, and it could not work out at the same time. It's, Look it's, at, which is true. Which is exactly what happened at the trade deadline. Yeah, which is true. But, you know, th- there's no way that he was like, he's like, he, he sat down and he looked at all the, all the angles. And he's got a plan B and plan C, no doubt. Okay. <laughs> for right. sure he's, he does. But he, you know, for sure he was like, but I'm going to get a couple stars with me. Eventually, they're going to be, they're going to get on this team. And that's why he went to LA, for sure. He has a plan B. He has a plan C. And his plan D would be waiting around for Zion to become a Laker. Because obviously, <laughs> you know, they were at the game recently scouting him. Yeah. Recruiting him subtly. Sure. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think it was just a friendly, a friendly visit. Yeah. I don't think he just wanted to fly to Virginia no, because, to watch a random game. You know, like, because uh, once LeBron hangs it up, I guarantee he's gonna he is going to um, slide right next to Rich Paul, and he's gonna be like he's gonna play a more active role. You know, if there if there is a Clutch Sports headquarters building, there is currently a corner office that's unoccupied. <laughs> And and the nameplate is covered right now. And once he retires, yeah. he's gonna just rip off that tape, and it's gonna have his name on it's it in the corner office. This is gonna say King James. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, back, back to um, you know, back to LeBron and how I am saying that he's like a he's like a Cavalier on loan, and how a lot of Laker fans feel that way. And the only ways there's a a championship ring in our future. For me, I'm going to be super stoked about LeBron bringing a championship back to LA, but I'm still always going to feel like that dude is on loan. He he's pretty much a mercenary. Mm. I have no yeah, problem with that. Yeah, I have yeah. no problem with that at all. I think he, but he's to me, he's still not a Kobe or a Magic or any of those guys, or even a Pau Gasol. The only way, the only yeah, I I agree. The only way I can see that being different is if he like does something incredible like three peat or something like that. If he does a three peat, then then I then I can see us changing our minds with that and being like he might he might well be just as easily remembered as being a Laker. Maybe. I mean, um, but the whole idea know? of like him just bringing a championship or multiple championships to LA thus makes him feel like Oh, he is a Laker. I don't know. It, they're they're two separate things, in my opinion. It's the difference between a guy who's like signing with the team and he's like, "I love the opportunity here, and I want to build something great." Versus, let's see, there's a lot of opportunities that can come my way if I go to LA, like a lot of entertainment opportunities, and I'm only gonna go there if I know I'm gonna bring Kevin Durant or a guy like Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a little different. Than just like, being like the perception is that he's yeah he's using the Lakers yeah to to further his right. brand right further his brand and also it's just like yeah it's just not like something where he's like yeah I, I came here because I wanted to be a Los Angeles Laker and be part of this like you know what I mean yeah I mean I I definitely feel like there's more to it than just that but that could I mean he could very well honestly feel that way and want other things. Mm-hmm. 
So it's true. So I mean, at the can end of you the day, knock him for no, you know? Not at all. At the end of the day, again, like I, I don't, uh, I don't knock him. I don't blame him at all. I love that he's a Laker. I'm a, I'm a Laker fan. I'm a LeBron fan through and through. And I was a fan before he even came to the Lakers because of what he did uh, against the Warriors. So I have no problem with that. I think just for me, the mentality of it is that it's such a mercenary type of feeling. Um, yeah. So you would say that you were a LeBron fan for like the past two two years? I think as soon as he beat the Warriors down 1-3, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I, I felt like I was a LeBron fan. Because for me, I, I don't think, I think when, when he did that, and he, you know, he beat the Warriors. Then it was more like, well, at the at this point, I just can't say anything bad about him. Like he deserves <laughs> all the accolades now. Yeah. And it's like, you know, speaking to like having an unimpeachable record, like yeah. that that that's how I felt since that moment. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say that I became a fan. Like I became a Kyrie fan from that series. You became a fan of the flat flat earther. Kyrie yeah, Irving. the flat the flat earther, the extrapolator, the pseudo the pseudo intelligence. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I became a fan of him, but I wouldn't necessarily say that I was. I became a LeBron fan necessarily I from mean, that series. I wasn't like going out there thinking like I want to get go get a LeBron jersey, but it definitely went from I hate his ass. I don't like to see him succeed because. You know, again, like when you're a Kobe fan, it just feels weird to be a fan of LeBron. Mm-hmm. So all of that came to play. But after that series, I just kind of was like, well, yeah. I, really I did guy. feel happy for him when, when they when they beat the Warriors. Yeah. It, a lot of it had to do with like hating the Warriors, though, to be it's, honest. That's that's totally that's a huge aspect of it. Uh, but, you know, you, you saw the emotion come out of him when he yeah. when he won. It's like, here's a guy that's like. It was like a real moment, yeah. you know, for a guy who's like, and we, it was super calculated. Yeah. Uh, he had a real moment and, you know, you felt he, he humanized him a little bit. Yeah. And in also, that time. yeah. And also, and we, we talked about this multiple times in this podcast is that he's such a human guy. So there's so, there's a, such a humanistic quality to him. That's not common to a lot of these other superstars, like a Jordan or even like a Kobe. Yeah. Who's. You know, almost robotic sometimes in his like ethic, work ethic and stuff. But yeah, LeBron. You know, if you look at his like his career like trajectory, like even him going to Miami, as much as you want to hate him, it's like I don't blame the guy. The guy went from Cleveland, who which is such a shitty place, to Miami, which is as a Dang, young. You're gonna upset hey, our man. Cleveland listeners <laughs> hey, right now. Man, I'm just calling it the way it is. <laughs> But okay, maybe not shitty. But if you're going to from Cleveland to Miami, which if you when you're like a mid twenties right. dude, mean, let's be real. That's that's an upgrade. I mean, yeah. that is that is to go play with your homies too. Like to go play with your your buddies, your buddies that are like Hall of Fame, Hall of NBA Famers, players. and your yeah. best friends, right? Yeah. Like you go banana boat riding with these guys in the off season, right? To go to Miami with like just fine ass chicks, just fine ass women that everywhere left and right, like you can't blame them. And then also to go to Cleveland, in spite of like all the hatred that he received, and in spite of like the owner Dan Gilbert, who is just the worst. Mm-hmm. I you can't 
I don't know. It's hard to really hate on hate on LeBron, right? You know, I mean, so. we're all human beings. We're all unless you're Michael Jordan. We're all complex individuals. Yeah, we we can be we can be real yet calculated at the same time, which is LeBron James. Um, we can love LeBron and yet at the same time consider him not a Laker. <laughs> there are there are complexities here, you know, and that's the one thing about life. This is a lot of gray area. Well. And and I and I want to speak to like being a sports fan in general is that too many sports fans out there want to make things black and white issues, mm-hmm. and it's like either you either you love LeBron or you love Kobe. You can't love both. Or Kobe's clutch and LeBron isn't. It's one or the other. Yeah. And it's like you can you can like LeBron and Kobe. You know, you can sure. you can say that Kobe and LeBron are both clutch in their own way. Yeah. You don't always have to like knock one person down um, to elevate someone else. You can say Jason Tatum's a great player, and so is Kyle Kuzma and Brandon Ingram. Are you, you speaking can, to yourself right yeah, now? Or? Yeah, yeah. You can, and you can say <laughs> that you can say that uh, D'Angelo Russell is a great player. Yet that <laughs> trade needed to happen. Whatever. I don't know. Here's here's one thing I think um, if you are a huge Kobe fan, this is how you get past it. All right, you just accept that at the end of the day, when when all things are said and done, LeBron James will be considered the best, better player than Kobe. If you just accept this now, rather than later. You save yourself a lot of angst. You save yourself a lot of like anger. You save yourself. Acceptance is key. A lot of people are still in denial. That's what I'm saying. For that. The sooner you accept that, the, the, when I accepted that, when I, because, you know, when LeBron beat the Warriors, there was a, there was a part of me, huge part of me that kind of died. Because <laughs> I was like. Kobe, the Kobe stand. Yeah, I was died. like, oh, fuck. Like that is, yeah, that is. That is a doozy of a legacy maker, right? Like that, you cannot dispute that. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, you know what? I like LeBron. You know, you know not, not to fuel the fire, but I'm going to fuel the fire. Okay. The people don't, it's going to get forgotten that like Steph Curry was hurt. It's oh, going to be for forgotten sure. that Draymond Green was suspended for a game. Yeah. It's going to be forgotten that Andre Goodall wasn't 100%. Mm-hmm. But you know. Sure. We only remember that the result. That's and why no one will remember that Andrew Bynum was hurt for, uh, right? You know, one of those. They're not going to remember Trevor Ariza was out for the 2008 yeah, finals. For sure, you know. Um, for sure, we should do a podcast on injuries. I think that'll be a that'll yeah. be a good one. Yeah, but um, but I, yeah, like I said, as soon as you accept that LeBron is better than than Kobe on the uh, all time list. Your life will be so much better. You're, you will no longer have so much bitterness and anger every time you turn on the TV, you turn on ESPN, you see LeBron James just glide through the air and just dunk over someone. Like, finally, you'll be able to cheer, and finally, you'll be so much happier. And, you know, all your relationships will also improve. Your, people, your, your words are falling on deaf ears People right will now. be like, hey, man, you just seem so much, uh, I don't know. Too soon. You too seem soon. so it's carefree. Too, What's your secret? And then you go... 
Oh man, I accepted that Kobe Bryant <laughs> is just not as good as LeBron it's, James. Uh, it's a little too soon for this <laughs> sensitive topic to. Uh, oh man, bear any fruit. So just so. have that kumbaya moment with yourself and accept it, and then you'll be able to enjoy this LeBron James era. Because as much as I want to say, also, I keep saying that he's a mercenary. I'm, I'm fully loving it. I missed him when he was injured. I'm glad he's back. You know, and I think yeah. as long as he's healthy, it's it's going to be. There's a high likelihood of the Lakers winning a championship. So, so. they said that. Um, they said that LeBron. Uh, I think Brian Windhorst reported that he's like right now like around like 280 pounds, and it's because during what, who is LeBron? He's 280 pounds. Yeah. So it was so it was reported that during his injury, like he wasn't able to like stick to his conditioning program. Yeah. And so now he's back on it. Oh my so, god, dude! So he's—I mean, you couldn't tell—he's not like 100 percent right now. I mean, I know he's always looked big in that Laker jersey, <laughs> but uh. That I, is insane I to think me, it's, though. I think it's a matter of time that he he still needs to work himself back into, into shape. You know? Uh, that, that's mind-blowing. So you're telling me right now, though. Dude, Zion, Zion Williamson weighs 280 pounds. <laughs> but he, so, so LeBron James is closer to Shaq's weight than Kobe's weight? Shaq was like, how much was Shaq? He, wasn't he like 350? Oh, I don't know. I'm talking about young Shaq. Like okay, Orlando young, Magic Shaq. Oh, Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So there's reason to be optimistic because I think, you know, once LeBron gets back into shape, that he'll be even better. Yeah. Because pre-injury, he was killing it. He was killing it. I mean, he's in the MVP discussion. Well, isn't it crazy? I mean, doesn't it make you feel better to know that LeBron right now, out of shape, 280 pounds, can still, it's still triple double? Getting triple doubles, yeah. I mean, that, that bodes very well for us when he's like, you know, like 30, 30, 36 when he's, you know, yeah. tail end of his contract. So, yeah. So, yeah, we've, uh, we've said a lot. <laughs> we've, we've, uh, said a lot of words for you guys to digest. Um, but we'll take a break for this all star weekend. Um, we'll probably come back at some point next week. Um, warm us up for the stretch run here there's about what there's 25 games left um all of a sudden this houston rockets game next thursday is going to be um a huge one Mm -hmm. for us i think i think both like from a record standpoint and from a a, an emotional and psychological standpoint like imagine imagine the lakers laying another dud just coming off the all-star break that would not sit well with a lot of people and would continue to stoke this fire of like the sky is falling in Lakerland. So I, I feel like this upcoming game is a crucial one. Yeah, you know, uh the Lakers missing the playoffs, we've said it again, that would be a utter disaster. I mean six percent chance according to the analytics. So Yeah. That would be crazy. You know what would be there there is like a fantasy scenario where the lakers miss the playoffs and end up getting the number one pick. <laughs> yeah we don't owe picks anymore right no nah, we have all of our picks yeah. we would have we were trying to shop our picks in new orleans <laughs> but um that would be really funny to see like to see like uh, the lakers up come back to the table with new orleans having the number one pick in hand you know if that's the case we could keep a lot of those guys. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it would be Zion and I don't know, like Josh Hart for Anthony Davis or something. Right. Yeah. So, okay. This is uh, officially our longest podcast episode. <laughs> so we'll just end it here. It's a so, special, all star special. So enjoy the all star break. Enjoy all star weekend. And uh, thank you for listening. And we will talk to you guys next week. So see you then. Thank you for tuning into 81 Points. We are a Los Angeles Lakers podcast hosted by me, Chris Lim, and my longtime friend and co-host, Chris Lee. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave a rating or comment. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can get more episodes of 81 Points on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.